Yep, the good old days. I'm looking at this cover art. And this dude got some big ass jeans on and a big ass hoodie. Now he wear a form fitting is Asian. Are they married yet? That girl from the top. I think not yet. They engaged, but I think she's pregnant oh, okay. too. Hey, he doing the family thing. Yeah, man. He he done. See, T O oh, a uh, new new T I is smoking new Jeezy, but old Jeezy is destroying old T I. Yeah. So I don't know how this verse is gonna look. Yeah, man, I'm but. I'm kind of excited for it because to me, I felt like the conversation is who started trap music is either those two. Yeah, and uh, I th- I think respectfully Gucci is in there too because I yep. I don't want to say he started it, but he um, definitely evolved it. <laughs> he took it to another level. But um, yeah, listening this this Jeezy album, that's when I start hearing about more trap shit. Yeah, I mean, he talked, and T.I.'s only claim is the fact that he made an album called Trap Music. Yeah. But, and that's a whole debate, that's one of the podcasts, man, about what is trap music? Is it the actual beat pattern, or is it the lyrical content? Because niggas been talking about selling drugs since the beginning of hip-hop. Yeah, I don't think it's, Uh, I don't think it's the actual content. I think it's more the sound, the, the sound of it. Because you. But could, then again, what is the sound? Because is it like the the future, slowed down, almost screwed sound, or is it the Lex Luger type beats? Yeah, because see, those are polar opposites, man. Yeah, but I and see that's where I think in the, it it really evolved. Because to me, when you listen to this Jeezy song, to me that was like a trap beat. I would yeah. call that the trap beat. You had the trap snares. You you know if you into music, you hear trap snares. You hear the trap drums. And this is a certain type of sound that these dudes used to rap over. So um, maybe T.I. album had that, that trap music. But to me, like, people been talking about drugs for a long time, man. Yeah. So like, I, I hear the OGs like, oh, UGK, they made trap music way before. But people wasn't nah, really. I, I would be in that camp. Yeah, people, <laughs> people wasn't calling that trap music, though. It was like. It was like I, I don't I don't know what to call it. It was good music, but we wasn't saying that was trap music. You know what I mean? So I guess it's the lyrics plus the sound too. Yeah. Because you, you wouldn't say Lil Uzi Vert make trap music. But some yeah. of those beats are like trap beats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it gets confusing and muddled because it's like everybody, you know, same thing of like some rock genres too. Like what do you Consider alternative or grunge or whatever, man. Yeah, so same thing with the. It's one of those music. things where it's like people have their own definition of what it means, but nobody really knows what it means. So yeah, it's the same with it, the country music. They said that yeah, ain't no real country. That yeah. new country is not like that's pop, the real country according pop to them. Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is, man. But yeah, yeah Ti getting smoked in that verses. I don't care what anybody says. You think He's so? Destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> mm. They they did announce that a uh, Ti and Jeezy versus is going down at some point. What is it next week or a few Man, weeks from now? Like, I don't. Yeah, it's know. like two weeks. It's weird how they announced it because usually when they announce a versus, it's like a week or two ahead. But this is like November. It's like 
damn near Thanksgiving for real. Yeah. So and and when it uh what was the last verses? Because I thought the whole thing was over at this point. There yeah, hadn't been the one last, in a while. The last one was Patty and um, um Oh yeah, that's right. And, um, Are, not Aretha. Uh um, Patty and Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight, yeah. Yeah. They they kind of took a break. Like I I thought it was over too because that was a minute ago. Yeah. So um and then they came out with the oh it's season two. I don't give us no season two. Yeah, like it's a fucking Netflix show. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, y'all, man. Y- y'all couldn't find nobody to battle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Had to wait until that money got tight enough for people to agree to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... But I'm, it is what it is. I'm kind of excited to see this, though. It'd be good to see this. I, I, I'd i be sick of seeing the, um, the ones with the New York people in it because it's so, it's so damn biased. So it's mm-hmm. good to good to see like a Atlanta only. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people that's in Atlanta only. <laughs> so it won't you won't see those New York bias. If it was like a French Montana, people would be like, oh no, this is a hit. And oh yeah, that like, come on, man. It's good to see TI the two dudes that was on top of Atlanta at one point. Yeah, but I also think that T.I. has more of a mainstream following and people who aren't really into the trap music, they're going to be T.I. fans because they like to, you could have whatever you like, whatever <laughs> bullshit he was putting out. I'm not a fan of T.I., man. I'm not really looking forward to it uh, because I don't want to see Jeezy with no capri pants on and some sandals. <laughs> oh, you think he's going to be how, looking like that? Yeah, I think he, like... Look, this is how he dresses now, man. <laughs> like ever since he got with that Asian girl, he got an image to maintain, and he is not. We we ain't gonna see him with the four XL white T on dog. Like he definitely gonna be in some uh some preppy shit. I think. I, I feel Anything him. with Ti too, yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel him though, man, because I think he retired. I think he said he done. He, so, he been saying so, that. So yeah, I feel him, man. He 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 stepped out the way. He started his family. So I I I kind of feel him. I I hope he don't be in no damn capri pants and nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here Ti talking in some fucking big words and this fucking goofy attire talking about how we need to vote and shit. Yeah. Whatever Ti, I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> but anyway, that is going down. So people keep your eyes peeled if you are interested in such a thing. But we are we have digressed again from the point. And the point is, we are back at it again with the podcast mm-hmm. episode. Who the fuck knows anymore? We we deep into it now. I mean, I ain't got the shit memorized. <laughs> but we have some cool guests for you. We have a guest for you. We have Mike Major joining us later on in the show. Cool artist from New Orleans. I think y'all going to like him. He a real dude. Uh, funny, too. So, yeah, good interview coming up in a little bit. But first off, man, typical welfare check, Figgy. How you been, bro? Man, I've been chilling, man, chilling. It, um, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah. Weekend. And, um, When's the last time Halloween meant anything for you, man? Man, it's it been a minute, man. Like it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's like a, a joke going around. As far as like with me, every time we get close to Halloween, I'll be like, "Damn, I should have dressed up," or "Damn, I should have got a costume or something." But um, right after Halloween, I'm like, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to do it next year. And then it's like three days before Halloween. I'm like, oh, I should have did yeah. it. Like, I'll I be having a whole year to prep for this shit, and I never do it. And um, I had to go. It's funny. I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. So I had we had a um, 
we had a, a a Halloween costume party via Zoom for the um for the station for the company, mm-hmm. and um we had to go. So I'm like, damn, oh, like, damn, yeah. So uh, so what I did, I just dressed up as a Starbucks barista. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just had, I still I still got my apron. So I just dressed like I was going to work at Starbucks. <laughs> I, well, did you did they make you dress up or was that just like we, we a was, recommendation? We were supposed it was recommendation, but oh, okay. I was yeah. I, I, oh wow. Yeah, I didn't want to look out of place or nothing, but yeah. So I just changed my Zoom background to a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh man, that sounds painful. That was the e- honestly, that was the easiest costume ever, because I, I mean, I ain't spend no money on it, and all yeah. I did was throw. That's what I used to do apron. too. Like I worked at Best Buy in college, so I would go as a Best Buy employee. Be like, hey, <laughs> like I don't give a fuck about Halloween, man. And it, it really like after you old, like it only means something for the women because they get to dress extra slutty. You yeah. get to see the titties out, and that's the only good thing about Halloween as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't give a fuck about candy. Like, if you grown, you shouldn't be eating candy like that. You're getting excited about fucking candy. Yeah, it's more about the the costumes and the women get dressed like hoes yeah. and not be judged for yeah. one day. Yeah, and the parties and all that stuff. It's kind of strange. People still trying to go to parties during this time. Dog, that shit ain't stopping, man. They ain't man, stopping nothing. That, really, that got to be the <laughs> nastiest parties ever, man. Like y'all know they ain't about to be walking around in no masks and nothing like that. You think Jasmine going to a party? Uh, I think so. You think so? <laughs> we we got to ask her. She might lie about it, but I, I'm certain her and Ashley are doing something this weekend. <laughs> Trust me, man. She's going to be at a gathering, and we're going to see. Maybe it's only going to be on her secret Instagram, <laughs> all the pictures man. on her story. But, nah, she's doing something, man. Like, dog, people are over coronavirus, yeah. man. They trying to scare us again with the, oh, my God, the numbers are the highest it's ever been. Like, niggas don't care no more, man. Yeah. Everybody we know at some point, we all know somebody who had it. Yeah. And the fact that they got over it, we're like, okay, it probably ain't that bad. So yeah. I think it's over coronavirus, man. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's right to be because it is serious, but n- niggas ain't. Like, people yeah. people are over this virus I, I kind of got to the point of that, too, because I'm starting to go out a little more as far as, like, going to restaurants. But still in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I, I ain't about to get on no plane and go, <laughs> go to a trip. Yeah. Because to me... Like, you're not really getting this full experience. Like, I'm not about to take a trip to New York and half of New York is closed and I can't do shit. Exactly. Like when I went to, uh, when I took some vacation time and went to Austin, that was like the most pointless trip ever because everything was closed. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I forgot the street. Uh, was it 4th Street or whatever? 6th Street. 6th yeah. Street. Everybody like, oh, yeah, 6th Street. Six. I went to, it looked, everything was abandoned. And I was just like, man, like it was kind of pointless for me to go. So I can't imagine going to, you know, L.A. or something like that. And mostly everything is shut now. So, yeah, yeah, I just kind of took this year off, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. But I think people are as far as big gatherings. I saw I think it was Lil Durk had a show in Houston and that bitch was sold out and packed. <laughs> so. Damn. Yeah, I mean, people ain't in fucking the Dodgers and Lakers parades and yeah, and you see celebrations that, out you in see the streets, the nigga that man. Tested positive in the eighth inning for coronavirus, and they pulled him, the and fuck? then he ended up celebrating with the team afterwards. 
<laughs> okay, there's a, there's a few funny things to talk about there. <laughs> number one, okay, it is ridiculous that number one he, he was even allowed to play, yeah. because apparently they found out that he he had an inconclusive test. So why was he even on the field if they thought he might be positive? And then they pulled him out in the eighth when the game is already over, <laughs> and said you can't celebrate. Yeah. And then he came out and said, fuck it. And they let him. There's security there, right? They can't say, yeah. hey, motherfucker, get off the field. You're corona positive. <laughs> like, they don't care about that shit, man. Even yeah. his teammates probably didn't give a fuck. They probably told him to come on. Yeah. And honestly, like, if he was in that position, if he was like a coach or something, like, we won. Like, we ain't got to worry about another game or losing him another yes. game. So fuck it. We might not ever be here again in our <laughs> yeah. whole playing career. <laughs> So they're like, they ain't fuck give it. a fuck, man. Yeah. MLB gonna find them, but who gives a shit? Yeah. And then the, the one funny thing I did see somebody, the Astros fans came out. Suddenly, the fucking <laughs> CDC <laughs> community Astros fan said, I better not hear nothing about the Astros cheating after yeah. uh, uh, he came out, Justin Turner came out with COVID and celebrate with the team. Yeah. Like, okay, that's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is more dangerous than banging trash cans. Yeah. Hey like, don't act like you suddenly cared. First off, you hate this team, so you should be glad he was out there. Yeah. <laughs> and got his teammates <laughs> sick, probably. But, nah, yeah. people were doing, doing a little extra with that, trying to rub it in and saying, Yeah, okay, because they was, they was laughing at um, Chapman for the Yankees for getting COVID. Yep. <laughs> they, they were shitting on him because of that. But now it's like, wait a minute. Like, no, he shouldn't be out there. That's not safe. Like, this man, annoying. just let him have it, man. Like, ain't nothing you can do at this point. <laughs> and, like, man, and I know you're making the Astros fans, if any Astros fan listen to this podcast, upset. But I just feel like, man, y'all, we, people just got to accept the smoke that the Astros had to take this year. Yeah. It was not as bad as it probably should have been. If there was fans in the stands, they kind of lucked out. Yeah. So everybody was mad about them getting joked on and trash after they lost game seven. But I'm like, man, y'all got to take that. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Just say, hey, you know, good shit. We'll see you again next year, maybe. Yeah. And they, they, had a, they had a pretty good year, though, man. They, they almost did. made it to the world. If they would have made it to the World Series, win or loss, that's that's an accomplishment. Because you they, pretty they much proved beat the their odds. point. Yeah, they could still win. They proved <laughs> their point. Like, there's nothing to be sad about as an Astros fan. I'd be like, hey, we proved the fact that this squad is legit. Yeah. Without the cheating. Yeah, with no so, with no Verlander, no, you know, they had a couple injuries. Yeah, as soon as gone. Yeah, and they made it to uh, eight, uh to se- uh, game 7 in the ALCS. So <laughs> Yep. No yeah, shame I, in that, man. At, yeah, I did want to see the Dodgers, but Yeah, at that point, I I think people need to just quit trying to defend the cheating at that point because look, it's like we made it here without the cheating. Yeah. So it shouldn't even be a discussion now. People just got to eat it, man. But it is what it is. (laughs) Anyway, um, back to hip hop, man. So new releases. Uh, One new release I did here. uh, I want to talk about Busta Rhymes finally dropped uh, his new album, Extinction Level Event 2. Now, if you have been paying attention or keeping track of what Busta Rhymes been talking about, this album was supposed to drop like back in 2014, mm. a while ago. 
And I was wondering at that time when he announced it, I was wondering why, because you know how I feel about sequels to classic albums. I don't, I think it's the last stand of a desperate artist trying to get some sales. Yeah. So I was confused as to why he named this album Extinction Level Event 2. I don't think a lot of people would even say that's his best album. Yeah. And I don't know if it was even his highest selling album. It could have been, I might be wrong, but I don't think it like if you ask a but uh, a fan about their, their favorite Busta Rhymes album, they probably wouldn't say extension level event, they probably say his first album, The Coming. Yeah. So I was confused by the name choice, but in 2020, it's a whole lot more relevant to name your album extension level event, too, considering everything going on right now with the pandemic, yeah, and this election and all these protests and riots and things happening now. And if you remember, if you listen to Busta Rhymes back in the day, he used to have this whole, the world is ending in the year 2000 type <laughs> of a, a vibe on all his albums. Yeah. Like his first, second, third, and fourth were all building up to like the year what? 2000 and the yeah. world ending. Yeah. When this, there's this, only five years left. Yeah. When the uh, disaster strikes and yes, yeah, which is my favorite Buster Rhymes album. Yeah. So like he had a a whole vibe about the world ending and then the year 2000 came and then he just kind of dropped that whole thing. But it's back now. um, And he dropped this album. Finally, a few features on it, man. Some of them I thought were going to be real features, but there were more samples. Mm -hmm. But he has some legit features on here. He had Anderson Pack. He had Kendrick Lamar. He had Mary J. Blige. He had who else is on Chris Rock. Rakim was on the intro. Yeah. Chris Rock was all over the album. You can tell when Chris Rock fuck with people, man, because he always <laughs> does the intros. He's been doing that again recently yeah. on, on people's albums, uh, talking a whole lot of shit and being his usual funny self. Right. Carrie's on the album. Rick Ross on the album too. Q tip, cool little native tongues reunion there. Mm-hmm. So cool, cool little, cool little lineup of people, guest features on the album. So Figgy, you said you heard about a good half of the album, yeah. but it was a little frustrating for you. Why, why do you think it was kind of frustrating? Uh, all right. So I'm listening to the album. The intro was the intro. It was good to hear Rakim. And um, I was wondering if he um, if, is Rakim more religious now, because I don't think he cussed. And he was really talking like more religious type of uh, a talk on there. So that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting. But it was good to hear Rakim. Um, it was good to hear M.O.P. too. Uh, it was good to hear M.O.P. with Buster. But I got to track five. And I I, I raised the eyebrow when I seen who was on it. And I seen Bell Biv uh, DeVoe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder how you going to do this. I thought it was a new... I thought it was like a fresh new track. And so when I heard it, I heard the poison. <laughs> I heard the poison drums. I'm like, oh, no. Like, what is he? Like, to me, I felt like the I feel like the first couple songs were so grimy and, you know, non-commercial. Where I'm like, damn, okay, I like how you going with this. There, There's no, you know, commercial bust arounds on there. But when I heard that, I'm like, why did he sample this? To me, I just couldn't get with that song at all, man. 
that that was a turn off. I didn't listen to anything else after that. I um I see old old dirty bastard on there. I'm guessing that's a sample, but um yeah that kind of turned me off a little bit. I, I'm gonna go back and kind of skip around and see how it is, but. Just that that bad bit the vote like that to me I, I don't know if I'm fatigued from that song, but I feel like we just hear that every single day party, um, <laughs> that uh, and uh, Tevin Campbell can we talk? I feel like mm-hmm. they play those same ones in every '90s party or day party. I, I don't know. I to me that I don't I, he could have left that song off, man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, man, I, I agree. And that did throw me off. Um, that any MOP song, because I assume, like, like you said, the intro was hot mm-hmm. to me. You know, like Buster Rhymes back on his conspiratorial Illuminati type shit, yeah. end of the world type vibes going on. Chris Rock uh interjecting some humor in there as well. Then Rakim coming back. I don't think Rakim has ever actually cussed if I remember. I don't think he was ever like a vulgar artist like that. I don't think he's ever really cussed. So he wasn't really a street. Like he, he was the one who brought the street mentality type of shit to rap, but I don't think he ever really cussed. I don't know if that's like for religious reasons or just how he believes in, but uh, it was cool to hear Rakim, uh, a new verse from him on the uh, intro, but that did kind of throw me off because the MOP and the ODB, songs i thought they were going to be okay odp is dead we know it's not going to yeah. be like some new shit from him but i was wondering like if that's going to be like a uh unheard of verse or something unreleased because buster rhymes did work with the old dirty bastard they had a remix to uh i got you all in check i think or some some song i think it was i got you all in check mm-hmm. so they worked together before i didn't know bust rhymes had some unreleased shit from odb in the vault Turns out it wasn't. It was just his verse, like some samples from Brooklyn Zoo. And I was like, eh. <laughs> the MOP one, same thing. I don't think that was anything more than samples from Annie Up. Oh, oh yeah. Also disappointing because I thought that was going to be some new MOP shit. MOP did some new music for somebody recently. I can't remember who, but they've been on some shit. And... I was a little disappointed that they didn't actually have like some new verses on that, but whatever. Uh, I feel the same way about the Bell Bib DeVoe shit, man. That's another case where I was like, okay, did they reunite for this fucking song? Yeah, What's going on here? Yeah. And and that's kind of another thing too. What the, the theme with this album for me is that uh, it, it is misleading when you say featuring an artist and it's a sample yes (laughs) like don't even say featuring don't even build up expectations that it's going to be something new or something like a something new period yeah like because bell bib devoe i'm thinking okay they reunited because they all still here they ain't dead Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay they reunited for this song maybe has a little hip-hop vibe to it nah it was just poison and you're right about Poison. Everything you said about Poison is right. It's the most fucking overplayed song in the history of black people. Like, and it's a dope song. Like, I yeah. get why it's so famous. I'm but just fatigued from it, man. Like, yes. That song, like, that song, This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Like, these songs are songs we can start to omit from the 90s playlist now, man. Enough is enough. Yeah. Like, can we talk? I don't need to hear Poison again. Yeah. Uh, Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk? 
yes. starting to get up there too. Yes. Let, let's find some <laughs> other songs from these artists. You know, they get they got album cuts we can dig yeah. into that are don't get enough love. I'm yeah. tired of poison. Yeah. I, people need to start digging into the crates more and getting the ones that wasn't on the radio. To me, those are the ones where you be like, damn, what's that? Yeah. Like, let me find that joint. Like, I forgot about that joint. Like, to me, I think that's where people, um, when people talk about the Michael Jackson first, not his first album, but the, uh, what's what's the one album before Thriller? I forgot the name. Uh, of it. Off the uh, Wall. Off the Wall. Like, I kind of understand when people say that album was better because you really don't hear them hits and you yep. kind of forgot about them hits. But, um, yeah, like. They need to start doing that more, man. They need to just dig in the crates and just start playing something else. Because I, if I if I don't hear Poison uh, ever again in my life, that's not enough. <laughs> like, like, I, don't no, I agree, song, man. man. It, 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 it's a great song. Like I get why it's so popular, but enough is enough, man. Like I am, I am kind of sick of it, and I didn't like that song on the album either. <laughs> I thought he could have left that shit. It wasn't worth whatever he paid for the sample. Yeah. To to try to remake Poison. Or I su- whatever. Did, did somebody else ever try to re I surprised more people didn't try to remake that. Like uh, I'm uh, sure some I'm sure Anderson Pack tried or some uh, somebody's new. I'm sure Bruno Mars might have had yeah. it on the fucking album cut somewhere. I don't know. I'm sure somebody has. I just yeah. haven't paid attention. I just enough. I'm just kind of disappointed Busta Rhymes out of all people. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, <laughs> like leave that leave that to Bruno Mars, I guess. I think Br- Bruno Mars can probably pull it off. Cause he a big he a big artist, but like I don't yeah, I don't expect that from Buster Rhymes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I do think to be fair, I think uh, Buster was going for like a '90s type of feel on this album, and that's why he uses the popular stuff from MOP and ODB. I think he was trying to take us back to a time like in the '90s. You know, Q-Tips on the album too. So mm-hmm. maybe he was trying to cultivate like a '90s sounding album with this, and I, I get that. Yeah. But like you, I wasn't a fan of that song. I was dis- disappointed that it wasn't something new. It was just, a, a, and it was a bad remix of Poison too. That's the thing. So <laughs> it was a little annoying. Yeah. Um, now going a little further. Uh, don't go by with Q-Tip. I like that song a lot. Actually, that's one of my favorite songs. And I think this, along with the Kendrick song, made the whole project worth it for me. Mm. You know, because that song was amazing to me. Don't go and the Kendrick song. And that also brings up a uh, a theory I have. Well, I don't know if it's much of a theory because this album was supposed to release like a, a while ago. But uh, a lot of these songs kind of sound like they were made several years apart. And I mean like five plus because Busta Rhymes delivery and flow has changed a whole lot in the last few years. He sounds a lot more gruff and a lot more, I don't know. He sounds like a 48 year old man when he raps now. Yeah. And he raps kind of fast too. Yes. But there are some songs on here, like the song with Kendrick, like the song with, uh, uh, with Q-Tip, especially the song with Q-Tip, that sounds like 2009, 2008 Busta Rhymes. Mm. So I'm wondering, he hasn't released an album in like nine, ten years. So I'm wondering if a lot of these songs were just leftovers he recorded a long time ago and never actually dropped. Or and I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm like 99% sure that's the case because you could tell like he sounds so different on these songs that 
uh, I, I think a lot of these were sitting in the vault for years and years and years, and you just now dropped it. So it's cool that we finally get to hear these songs, but it also kind of makes a listening listening experience kind of weird because he sounds one way on one song and he sounds way different on the next song where you could tell like he probably recorded that earlier this year. Mm. And it sounds kind of, it's, it's kind of like hearing somebody's greatest hits yeah. album. Yeah. You know, hearing you hear a song from 95 and you hear a song from 2012. Yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you ever listened to like a prodigy greatest hits? Yes. And, and that is <laughs> it's totally di- because he sounds totally different. He, he had a lighter voice back yeah. in the nineties. And then, you know, his later shit, he had that deep grown man voice. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Going exactly from the mean. infamous to uh return of the Mac. <laughs> yeah. Like he sounds like a different rapper completely, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that's kind of the case here with Busta Rhymes. Like you could tell some of these songs are maybe up to 10 years old. And I'm not saying it makes them sound bad. It just makes a whole album experience kind of kind of strange in a way. Yeah. So what else? I hate the Mariah Carey song. Mariah Carey is like oh for everything on the, on these features <laughs> lately, man. Like she pro- she probably just hang it up at this point. I hate to say it because I'm a Mariah Carey stan. Yeah. But I mean every every feature she's done has been pretty bad that I can remember, man. So yeah. he could have left that one off. I like the song with Rhapsody. Um, it's called The Best I Can. I, 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 it was kind of weird because it sounds like he, Rhapsody is rapping from the perspective of Busta Rhymes' baby mama. Mm. And he's basically saying like, you did all this shit wrong and I did the best I could, but you did everything wrong. And and Rhapsody is like, well, I should have appreciated you more because I know you're trying to do the right thing and I was just tripping. So uh, Okay, yeah. It's kind of weird, man, because it's like it's not even like them both admitting they have faults. It's Busta Rhymes just shitting on his BM yeah. the entire song, and what and her BM, shitting on herself too, and, and what the BM should be saying in his yes. point of view. Yes, it's weird, man. I don't know how I feel about that song. Like, I get his emotions recording it, but yeah, I don't know if he really realized how that would sound for us listening yeah. to it. It sounds like he's just you know, this is how it should go. Yes, how she that that bitch is crazy. <laughs> Listen to what she did. Yeah. And he could be right. I don't yeah. know. And but she's like, there's yeah, two you right about that. I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, man. I think it would have been better if it was just like she was admitting her faults and he was admitting his faults. But it's just like him saying, I did everything right, and you was the one who was fucked up. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> so other songs, uh, the Kendrick Lamar song with the Michael Jackson sample is amazing. Mm. Uh, if you don't listen to anything else on this album, at least listen to that song because that's probably hands down the best song on the album. Uh, Kendrick reminds me of why I'm disappointed we didn't get a Kendrick album this year. I'm not even a big, huge Kendrick fan, but it's been too long since we heard a Kendrick project, man. Mm. I thought he was going to drop this year. He didn't. People saying but- he still might. <laughs> uh, it's getting kind of late yeah. now, man. I, 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 I guess he. I know it's two minutes left in the fourth quarter, but yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's never too late. But I feel like if if you're gonna drop an album and, and if you're an artist like Kendrick, you got to drop something this year, man. This year been too fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but that song is really good. The Michael Jackson sample is crazy. 
the fact that he got a Michael Jackson sample period is kind of crazy because those ain't just getting handed out, you know? So impressive. Um, Freedom was a good song. Satanic was cool too. So overall, I thought the album was cool. Now I did have to tap into my homie. My homie is a huge Buster Rhymes fan. We actually used to work together at Best Buy like years and years ago. We would debate hip hop all day. But he's a huge Buster Rhymes fan. <laughs> so I had to tap in with him last night and ask him how he feel about the album. And he's like, man, 10 out of 10. I'm just glad it came out. Because <laughs> I've been waiting on his- <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> so a 10, he, 10 mics. <laughs> he said 10 out of 10, man. Damn. And I'm like, all right, but he's a he he admits he's a stand, so that's why he feels that way. Yeah. But yeah, man, the Buster Rhymes fan community seems to be happy about this album finally dropping. <laughs> and and I didn't even realize until I really really listening to this album that I haven't heard from Bus Rhymes in like a long time, man. It really hit me when I heard this shit. What was his last album before this? He he dropped an album called Back on My BS back in like 2012, I think, or some shit. I listened to that shit. I I actually remember that album, too. The last Busta Rhymes album I heard was The Big Bang. The first one he dropped with uh, when he was on Aftermath. Yeah. The Dre production, and he had just shaved his dreads off. That's the last Busta Rhymes album I heard, man. And that was like in 2008. So it's been more than 10 years since I heard a Busta Rhymes album, like something new from him. And I got to say, man, I kind of missed him. You know, I I missed that flavor in hip hop. And I know we all say, you know, you got no one to hang it up and when to call it quits. And I didn't like the features he was doing in the meantime, that fucking... Chris Brown shit where he was saying bada doom bada bing I I hated that shit but uh, he's not doing too much of that on this album like it, it, it's a cool album if you like Buster Rhymes I'll say that I that shit man people don't people don't give Buster Rhymes his flowers man like he started that in terms of music videos he started the super fast rapping and making that shit I'm not saying he was the first one to do it but he made it popular like him and Missy Elliott were like the most creative people in hip hop back when everybody had shiny suits on everybody was just dancing in the videos everybody was trying to make some fucking Michael Bay type video with explosions and army shit going on in the background like these were the only people who were getting creative with the music getting creative with the music videos mm-hmm. we don't give them his flowers man yeah yeah man I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even you, know man. what else to say man this dude this dude was hard this shit was hard what man and just his, even just his voice he had that voice his delivery man he was crazy like back when you this is back when biting was a sin in hip-hop man everybody had to have their own style and Buster Rhymes had his own style that nobody could imitate man so mm-hmm. yeah yeah salute to Buster Rhymes decent album I'm not gonna say it's great but not a it's 10, refreshing was that it's not a 10 it's, out of 10 I ain't gonna say it's 10 out of 10, <laughs> but I think it's worth a listen if you if you enjoy Buster Rhymes and what he's put out in the past. 
Uh, if you just like 90s type music, period, man, you'll find something in here you like. I do think it's a little too long and I think he could have cut some shit. But overall, I think it's a good listening experience. So I'd probably give it a out of five. I'd probably give it a strong you know, four. four. Okay. It was cool. Okay. Actually, probably three and a half. I got to be honest, because they're really only two songs I truly love. But mm. it's, it's still a good listening experience overall, man. So. I would recommend it for 90s hip hop heads such as myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, damn, I'm over here going through bus around shit now. <laughs> remember, remember he did the night rider? Uh, yep. She <laughs> was hard. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Yeah. He dressed up as showing up in the video. <laughs> shit was crazy. Be the street shit that nigga get mama freak with. Put y'all niggas on if y'all know how to keep a secret. When I get money, you know I like to keep it. How I get money, niggas to try to peep it. Flip mode, niggas you want to Tell you, man, flip mode. What happened to them? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What happened to, uh, what's her name? Spiff, uh, Rod Digger. Spliff Star was a Rod Digger. Yep. Doing a podcast with Lord Jamar now. Yeah. Uh, Spliff Star. I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, man cool moment in time so yeah we're we're giving bus around his flowers on his podcast man he deserves it yeah y'all shitting on him just because he got fat who cares man old people yeah. get fat <laughs> and he got swole he got swole again too i noticed that yeah the yeah. album art is like a cartoon of him doing bicep curls it's kind of crazy <laughs> like not not the actual a uh, cover art but if you listen you know how spotify and these streaming services they do that thing where when you listen to the album, it has some art playing in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that here too, but it's like a cartoon of a super swole Buster Rhymes lifting, doing a bicep curl while there's like Armageddon going on in the background. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think there's other things you'd be worried about than them games, man. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, cool album. Cool album. Uh, Figgy, listen, listen to the rest of it, man. Let me know what you think next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm finish it. I'm going to skip past right. that bad bill. Devoe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, did anything else drop this week that you heard? Um, nah, I ain't listening to nothing else. Um, I'm trying to think what else. That might dropped. be about it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It looked like um, um, Outkast uh, dropped a uh, deluxe version of that uh, Stankoni. Stankonia. Oh yeah, I did hear about that, and there was some new shit on there, or some kind of new verses on some. Yeah. I gotta check that out, man. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't check it out. God wasn't sure what was different about it, <laughs> but um, that's pretty ish. Your boy Common dropped the album. I know you like Common. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. That was yeah, the, I, I don't hate Common. Like I'm actually, I like a lot of Common's old shit. It's just everything after like 2009. I can't yeah. fuck with. Yeah. And I, I'm tired of seeing him on movies and TV shows and commercials yelling at me about AI. AI is going to change the way you see the world. Yeah. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. I, yeah, I think the last common album I like was uh, Find It Forever. Yes. <laughs> that was like Underrated, man. Yeah. Underrated. The B album and Find It Forever. That, that, was, that was some strong common right there. It was, man. People hated. Well, people didn't hate, but I don't think Finding Forever got the love it it needed because everybody wanted B Part Two yeah. with a whole bunch of Kanye samples and stuff on it. And he kind of moved away from that. You know, he had Will I Am do a dope beat. 
and, and like there's a whole lot of good shit on that album, but people kind of slept yeah. because it wasn't B. Yeah. And the B is cool, but Finding Forever was a dope album too. But everything mm-hmm. since then, yeah, I agree with you, man. I ain't, <laughs> I'm not too fond fond of. Uh, so and oh yeah, uh, Buster Rhymes was on the Drink Champs. He did like a four and a half hour interview. Whew. So yeah, that's a whole lot to listen to. I hope it ain't just Nori talking over him, yeah. being drunk. It's, man, it's so hard to listen to those interviews sometimes. It really is, man. Everybody, everybody make some noise, make some motherfucking noise. Woo! <laughs> and that's what I hate about rappers having podcasts because, like, I don't think uh, most of them are really self-aware enough to realize we don't just want to hear you talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that's a problem with T.I.'s podcast, man. He talks about himself too much. Yeah. And, and we get it. Like we get your story, man. We we get what you done, but we want to know what the guests got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, Nobody give a fuck about what Nori did. Uh, let's be honest, man. Like we want to hear the guests yeah. and what they got to say about shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be trying not to do that for myself whenever we have guests on. Like if we have an artist on. I try not to be the old man that, oh, yeah, I used to rap and back with my day. <laughs> I, I, try, I try not to do that. Sometimes it makes sense because it's like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that because that happened yeah. to me or something. But I try. I don't want to be the person that turned this whole thing about me <laughs> and sitting here, oh, yeah, back when I had music and when I was doing a press run, it's like, nah, it's not about me right now. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody, I agree, man. That's what I try to do to too. Me. Ain't nobody tuning to hear my failed career or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. But some people, they just I don't know. And and I'm sure some people are gonna chime in and say, "But Rocket, you do that too." Like, well, fuck it. You know, it's different when I do it. Okay, <laughs> assholes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of difficult shit to listen to and difficult interviews. Uh, now, I did talk about the Kanye West podcast. Last week, it dropped right when we dropped our podcast, so I didn't have time to listen to it. I said I would, and I tried. (laughs) That's all I could say about it, man. I tried. It's a rough listen. It's three hours long, and 99% of it is Kanye West just rambling about everything. And it is difficult, man. And the thing I, I thought Joe Rogan would do I thought he would keep Kanye West on track, you know, because that's what he's usually good at. He's usually good at keeping somebody focused, asking follow up questions, like really trying to get, you know, what this person is saying or where they're coming from. Yeah. But he didn't do that really with Kanye West. Man, he just kind of like let Kanye ramble on. Yeah. For hours on end it before you would near, even say anything. It, it was damn near the Kanye West podcast. It really was. And like to the point where I wonder why he didn't just do his own podcast with himself. Why he even went. I know Joe Rogan's like the biggest podcast, so I guess it makes sense. But like, I think the only question I really caught Joe Rogan asked was at the beginning when he asked, why do you want to run for president? And that turned into like a 45 minute rant about everything and he never really answered besides saying that, oh, well, God told me to. And another thing, sidebar on that, too. <laughs> but I really hate when, like, it's so hard to talk to people who are super religious mm-hmm. because that's all they say. Yeah. 
you ask them to explain anything they're doing. Well, God told me, God talks to me, God does this, God does that. And it's like, it's hard because number one, Joe Rogan ain't religious. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to to call somebody on that and say, you know, did God really tell you to do this? Did, did yeah. God like you can't? You can't there's no pushback, that. That, no answer for that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my mom is like that. My mom is super religious now, and uh, whatever she says, she's like, oh yeah, God got this, and it, <laughs> I only do it when the Lord. Like when the whole coronavirus hit, I was. Telling my mom, like, hey, be careful. This is serious. Like, you don't need to, like, I think this is before the churches actually closed because I think they were still trying to stay open for, you know, uh, money reasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they could, can't afford to shut down. But she was just like, no, we'll be okay. And they take, they taking our temperatures. And this was early on. So I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, no, this ain't, you know, this ain't really safe. And uh, she like, no, God got, God got it. And I was just like, man, like, uh, like, I know certain preachers. I ain't trying to go on a religious rant, but certain preachers Sorry, do man. try to, you know, put that in people's heads, like, oh yeah, God got it, and God healed sickness and all this other stuff. But real preachers, they will be like, nah, we can't do this right now. We can't afford to get people sick. You know, of course, you know, you know, God is watching over us, blah blah blah, but. Like, God ain't about to protect you from getting the coronavirus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's actually a sick... Like, otherwise, he would protect us from getting colds and, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> but my mom was just like, oh, yeah, God, you know, God got this. And, you know, I ain't got to worry about it because God got me covered. And I was just like, man, Ma, just be careful, please. Like, don't leave the house. Just stay home <laughs> like, and wear masks. You know, I was... Trying to explain that to her, but yeah, I I, I kind of hate when people do that too. It, it's annoying, man, because there's no response you can come up with to say anything against it, which I think is why a lot of people use it in the first place to just yeah. say, but I'm pretty sure God wants you to be proactive, man. Like, I don't think they just want you to sit around and say, I got you. And that's super annoying to me. It's super annoying when Kanye, because I want to like Kanye is not self-aware enough to really like, why would God tell Kanye West of all people to be president? Yeah. Like, I want to know that. Like, why, why would God say, no, you should be president. Crazy guy who goes on TV and says slavery is a choice and is only known for music producing. Like, why do you think God wants you to be president? I don't know. It was a yeah. tough listen. Um, very difficult to get through. I didn't get through the whole thing. Only like the Kanye super fan would be interested in this shit, man. It, it sounds like his recent music, you know, yeah. so if you heard his recent shit is just that, but longer and more pointless. Yeah. So I don't recommend anybody listen to it, honestly. You ain't yeah. gonna get no insight about hip hop. Uh, he did talk about how the music industry and the labels and his fight against these contracts, to which I'm wondering why this is a big fight for him now. Mm-hmm. He's been in this game for what, 20 years now? Yeah. And, and suddenly he's concerned about people's contracts and wanting to get them out and get them to own their majors. And my question would be, why now, when you've had all this power and influence for the better part of 20 years mm-hmm. and didn't do shit and, and let everything go by? And now suddenly you're this super generous, caring artist. I'm like, OK, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I I tried to listen to most of this, and it was hard. I kept going in and out, but um, yeah, the one thing that did stick out to me, uh, they I guess he kind of cleared up the the uh, slavery slavery was a choice comment, and mm-hmm. I guess I guess he wasn't actually and Joe Rogan kind of added on too. That's what I I, I know I, just saying I got, too. I got, man. I, I got the audio right here. Let me play it real quick. Uh, you didn't mean people being abducted and brought into slavery and put into chains was a choice. What you were talking about is people making decisions that would enslave them financially about, right? and enslave their life. <laughs> yeah. But it was taken out of context and it was taken in the least charitable way. And they decided to try to say, look at that. Crazy. But I also rep- like, how do you know that? Yes, that that I, I I did catch that too, man. I had a big problem with that because Joe Rogan, like you did, don't like. How do you know what he meant? You just know what you want him to mean. Yeah, but let him explain that shit. Don't don't and, explain it for him. Yeah, and, and you could tell Kanye barely even said anything when he said he that. Just, he was like, "Oh, I guess that is what I meant." He was just like, "Yeah, yeah." That that was yeah, it, man. I'm like, damn, like let him explain that comment, man. You know what I mean? Let him tell us what he really meant, I guess, if he really yes. meant something else. But it sure didn't sound like it when he actually made the comment. <laughs> he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't send. I don't think he was talking. I think here's the comment right here. Hold on. Represent the world. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, like, that was the quick com- That was the comment he said. I don't, he wouldn't, t- like... Like don't like I don't understand Joe Rogan saying, "Oh, you really meant blah blah blah." blah. You didn't really mean the the uh, actual slavery from years ago. Blah blah blah. Like he, this is exactly what he said. Yes. <laughs> so you you pretty much clearing it up for him. No, you're right, man. Like yeah, he definitely did mean exactly because I listen to everything because I do agree that Kanye West is a bad communicator. I think his he has some kind of severe ADHD, and I try not to use that term too lightly because everybody says they have that shit now. But I think it's more so you just don't want to do boring shit, so you yeah. think of more fun things to do all the time. But I think Kanye West generally does have like some some, some severe attention deficit disorder, where he just can't pay attention to one thing for long enough. So when he talks, he he just spits shit out and doesn't even think about what he's saying sometimes. And I agree, there are some things he he probably meant different. But when I heard that comment, I was like, he he said he's he was very clear in saying that if you've been a slave for centuries, then it's a choice that you're making. Because yeah. why don't you? Because we've heard this shit before from people who are supposedly pro-black talking about, well, if I was a slave, I would just fight back. You know, yeah. I would just revolt. They wouldn't go enslave me. I'm like, your ass is enslaved now, mentally. <laughs> you yeah. don't do shit. Yeah. So how the fuck you gonna fight and, physical slavery when you're yeah, outnumbered? And, 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 and honestly, you would you would have been dead. Like they yes. it, like it, it was people that did fought back. It, that wouldn't do shit what whatever the white folks told them to do. And they they were killed for it. <laughs> and I mean they yeah, it, it was people that fought back. I don't. I hate when people do that. It's people that fought back and end up losing their life over it. So yes. I just don't understand. It's not that easy to say, oh, yeah, I would have did this or I would have just ran away or no, nah, they would have found your ass and they would have hung you or something or whatever. 
<laughs> but, exactly. And, and then people don't realize, like, if you have no concept of freedom, you're not going to even know. Like, OK, if you took me now and took me to slavery, I'd definitely be like, OK, you, you got to kill me because I'm not going to do this shit. knowing what it's like to be free for all my life. But if you take somebody from birth and raise them to be a slave and that's all they know, they not going to fight back for a freedom they never even experienced or even yeah. know exists for them. That's normal. So That's normal to them. That's life. <laughs> exactly. So, like, if you teach somebody and, and show them that this is how they have to live, they're just going to live that way. That's how we live now. You know, mm-hmm. should we have to fucking put up with this bullshit healthcare system? No, but we do. Mm-hmm. We ain't revolting against this shit. You go to an ambulance and it costs like fucking $15,000 for an ambulance ride. Yeah. You ain't going to say, I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. I'm going to fight back. Mm-hmm. Your ass going to get on a financial plan and pay that shit back. So yeah. Yeah. like all this shit that's unfair that we put up with today. Mm-hmm. And people think that, oh, if you were a slave, you you would just fight back. Nah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, that that kind of stuck out to me. I, I was pissed. Joe Rogan pretty much gave him the ball on the tee. Yes. I was just like, man, like he he explained everything. Like, oh yeah, you didn't mean it this way. You meant it. Blah blah. Like, did you did his publishers told him to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was silly. And, and Joe yeah. Rogan, he really disappointed me with that interview because he usually is not like that. Mm. You know. Like he had a guy, Alex Jones, who was very controversial conspiracy theorist guy who is funny to me to listen to. So I listen to him on the podcast when he's on. But Joe Rogan will grill him on everything. And he'll be like, wait, are you sure that's what that means? Are you sure that's what these people did in the government back in the 70s? Are you sure? Like he'll grill him. But he let Kanye just talk about how the government killed Michael Jackson and the government killed Prince. And he just yeah. let that shit fly and, by. Yeah. I'm he like, wait said, a minute. And he even said to Bruce Lee. Like, I ain't yeah, know, yeah. I ain't know about that. <laughs> he said the government or he said the government. I don't know if he said the government, but he said Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee was murdered, murdered. Assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. How do, how do you that. know that? Man? Yeah. I never heard Brandon that. Lee. Brandon Lee was killed on set, on set. by a, a accident. Yeah, I, I like knew how that. the f- yeah I I didn't know about the Bruce. Lee. I didn't know that was a conspiracy. Uh, the way Bruce Lee died, <laughs> I've heard Bruce Lee conspiracies, and it, it does sound kind of weird how he like took some ibuprofen or whatever, some medicine, and just died as super healthy as he was. It could happen. But like I said, I, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist dude, too. So I will entertain some shit. But the Brandon Lee shit, like what the fuck could he have gotten into? Yeah, You know, to be killed on set in front of people. Like if you're going to assassinate him, you would do it in the dark. You wouldn't yeah. do it in a fucking film set. Yeah. <laughs> so the shit was ridiculous. And he just said that. And, he, and Joe Rogan kind of pressed him a little bit, but not like he usually does for people who be spitting bullshit. So mm. yeah, Kanye just got on there and just said whatever the fuck he wanted. It, it was very annoying to listen to. And yeah, unless you're the hardest Kanye stand on earth, you're not going to get any value from it. So I would suggest just kind of skipping it. Yeah. I, I will say this about the podcast. I, I'm glad he in a better space because he seemed like he more relaxed and um, he's still going on with the uh, religious thing. So um, he kind of confused me a little bit because he meant he was talking about something and he said the A word. 
He like, yeah, yeah, he, he kept saying abortion. That. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I'm like, oh, okay, he not cussing. And then he and he like, oh, let me go on and say it. abortion. I was just like, oh, he he that scarred from that word. So well, he he mentioned it like he got in trouble with Kim over what he said about her abortion. Like she might have almost aborted Northwest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess they were, you know, he got in hot water over that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like he has his good days and bad days, but I also feel like this presidential run, as well as him feeling like he has to save the world, is rooted in him just being a narcissist. <laughs> and like I wanna, I generally want to pretend or at least believe that people's intentions are good. But with him, I don't get that, man. I hear the music. I heard he made a song called I Am a God. And now you're trying to act like you're Jesus mm-hmm. and how you're the chosen one, how God told you you have to save the world. And that's why you're running for president. Yeah. And it's like you just to, you just want like, power. This, yeah. This thing is fake, man. You want the love and attention and you want like it's all about you. And that's how you can spot like the fake, the fake spiritual people man the people who make it all about themselves and kanye is that type of dude man mm. i hate to say it but yeah it is what it is so <laughs> man. check it if you dare but i wouldn't really recommend it if you and you ain't messing nothing yeah <laughs> the gems and juice podcast presents check one two and we also have a very very special guest joining us today the Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Brought to you by Skylab Studios. Book your studio session now at SkylabHouston.com. All right, attention, Gemstones and Juice says, Are you an artist, producer, or podcaster looking for a professional and private recording studio? Have you been struggling to find the right engineer to record, mix, and master your projects? Well, guys, we got an answer for you. Our good friends at Skylab Studios Houston. Created by audio engineer and music producer Mike Kadawi, Skylab Studios Houston is located in the Galleria area of Houston, Texas, and provides a great recording experience while overlooking the city skyline. Please visit SkylabHouston.com and hit the Book Now button for session availability. Follow Skylab Studios Houston on Instagram at SkylabHTX for more info. What up, everybody? Welcome back. We got a, uh, another special guest joining us this week you know we every week we got a special guest we got an extra special guest this week. uh a young artist by the name of, of mike major is joining us now with the gender juice podcast and our artist spotlight for this week um good 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 friend of our people kim so major helping him out too uh, and also, you know, you can see him on YouTube, catch his music. You, you doing his, you doing his thing out here, man. Got a new I, I video out too. Too. New video out, oh, Savage. Yes, yes, yeah, Savage, Savage, something nice, Savage, something. <laughs> I actually, I actually dropped the video before that. It was uh, seeing colors. It was like a day before that. Mm. I really, cause I was holding that video for a while, and I was just like. 
anything. I ain't make no point in just holding it. So I just dropped that before Savage. Then I dropped Savage right before Halloween. Okay. okay. Yeah. Did you mean to have it like Halloween inspired or did it just kind of? I mean, to, it wasn't even posted. <laughs> I had the song way before Halloween, but oh, it wow. just, yeah. And we just decided just to, because really we were supposed to drop it before the project dropped, but Halloween just was around at the time. So it just all made sense. So yeah, we just dropped it before Halloween. Okay, I mean, so it, 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 it fits everything. So yeah. It, it do. I watched it. I was like, whoa, like you really don't see videos like this. So um, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate you stepping outside the box. It's funny because yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about doing a video or something like this, but I just really ain't had the time to do something like this. But I appreciate this type of video. Yeah, I just be trying. I feel like there's a lot of people doing the same thing I'm doing. I just got to find every way I could to stand out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. What, um, I feel what, you, man. What inspired this type of video for you? I mean, it's just really, I, it's, I don't, I always wanted to like do acting too, bro. So it was like, I, I wanted to incorporate that with the music and just make it all make sense. And that's like, it's not like my, uh, my project series that we about to drop. I, I did a, like a short film for that whole, and so it was like a lot of acting for that as well. So it's a it's a step up from Savage, you could say. So if you, if you like Savage, you're gonna love this. When we about to drop. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I did get some Michael Jackson thriller vibe from it, man. So I that's why I thought it was maybe Halloween inspired because it did kind of kind of remind me of that old Michael Jackson style. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh what made you want to get into the rap game, man? Because we all we all hear the horror stories now about these young artists struggling, getting robbed, getting you know the industry being what it is. So what what made you decide you know that I want to get into this game now and, and see what I can do in it, given how people criticize it and critique it now? I mean, when I when I started rapping, it was like by mistake. I wasn't even into rapping. I was a hooper, but uh, okay. Shit. Basically, uh, I had ended up, I was supposed to hoop at TSU. I ended up having a kid, so I moved back to Dallas with my BM. And then that didn't work out, so I moved back to New Orleans because I ain't really know nobody in Texas anyway. So I moved back to New Orleans, and I stayed with my cousins for a while, and he was rapping at the time. And uh, one day he was writing, and uh, he, he was like, he wanted me. He wanted me to finish the uh, the second verse, and I was like, nah, at first. But after a while, you know, I agreed to do it. I did it. Then, like three days later, he took me to the studio, and I didn't even know we was going to the studio. But he took me to the studio to record the song, and then I recorded it. I fell in love with that, and then I, ever since then, I just I took off with it. You know me? That was my mm. passion. So I kind of found me. I kind of found that on mistake, bro. I, it's oh, wow. like a funny story. Mm. So did he see something in you to? Um, no. <laughs> what was it? That's what, hey, that's what's funny, bro. It's like I never wanted to do that. Like, I never wanted. I never thought of being. I never thought of rapping at all. I was a hooper, bro. So it was like, it's just a weird. It's kind of happened on mistake. <laughs> I always say happened on mistake type shit. Mm. I mean, that's how a lot of people get in the game now, man. A lot of people who are rapping now don't, they didn't start off as rapping. And contrary to what some people want you to believe, like 
most people ain't good rapping when they first try to rap, man. Yeah. Like it takes time to get into it. Nobody born a good rapper. It takes a lot of time and, and effort to actually. Oh get yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> and for for the longest, bro, for the longest, I uh I never put out like when I first started, I wasn't putting out music. I was just recording it for myself just to critique myself. Yeah. As I went, you know what I mean? So I kind of put myself through like a small little artist development type shit when I first started out. <laughs> That's smart, man. That's like a lot of that. That's an underrated part too. actually recording yourself and like because your friends going to hype you up no matter what. Yeah. You got to be your biggest critic. Yeah, exactly. So and I'm hard (laughs) on myself. I ain't going to tell myself, oh, oh, this sound good and just put it out. Like, nah. yeah, that's why I wasn't just releasing music. I was just recording it for myself just so I could hear and critique myself and better myself. That's a good lesson for new artists, man. Honestly, that's probably how you should do it. Don't put everything out just because you did it, just to show people you doing something. Like, don't do it for the clout, man. Do it because you're trying to get better and perfect your craft. So that's yeah. actually good you advice really for you. A, you got to really have a passion for it. You got to really have a strong passion for this shit. Like, you got to be ready to do a lot of work with nothing in return when yes, you sir. first start out. Mm. A lot, a lot of work with nothing in return. <laughs> Cause I'm just not starting to see, I'm just not starting to get any type of feedback, but it's good. It's like starting to, we got traction now and it always worth it. You know what I mean? so, mm-hmm. yeah. Very true, man. Kind of sound like our story with this podcast, man. It was a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> with nothing in return for a couple years. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like that, that's like, that's like how every strong, strong business or whatever. That's how, every, that's how it start off every time. that only make you better. Every so, so. You're right, man. You're 100% right. So, you from New Orleans, I could tell from the accent, too. You definitely in New Orleans, dude. <laughs> or Louisiana, yeah. dude. So, I always kind of wonder, like, how the rap scene differentiates in the South because we've had plenty of Houston artists on here, and the Houston game is kind of seen as one where you know, people feel like they got to move out the city to make success because there's too many haters here and people stepping on each other's toes and too much sex tripping and a whole lot of drama out here, man. And I've been to Dallas too, and that seems kind of different. So how do you think it compares like in the Louisiana and New Orleans type of scene versus the Houston, Texas scene versus Dallas scene? Like, how do you think those rap scenes compare? Dallas, Dallas a little, I think Dallas, if I had to choose somewhere to like build, I, I would choose Dallas. I mean, because I feel like Houston and, and New Orleans are kind of like on the same, they on the same type of time. Like it's a lot of you ain't about to like if you ain't already popping, they not about to fuck with you. They ain't gonna rock with you. You gotta already be popping. You gotta go somewhere else and come back. And then they gonna fuck with you. That's how it is. In both of those cities, so I feel like I feel like Dallas is a, is a little bit better. I'm not too familiar with their music scene, but I'm kind of familiar with their music scene. But yeah, I know I know for sure. I've been to Houston, and I done, I'm from New Orleans, and I know them for a fact. It's, it's basically the same. It's basically the same type of shit, bro. Mm. So, uh, what do you think the uh, if you can critique? I guess the New Orleans or Houston music scene because we we had my guy from Cleveland. I'm, I'm originally from Cleveland. We had my guy yeah. RTN Shank on, 
And um, he said his problem with the music scene in Cleveland was they really wasn't rapping like they was from Cleveland. Like right now up there, they rapping like they from Detroit. So I mean, um, if you could critique, you know, the music scene down here, what would it be? Like, what what do you think the problem is? It's just like nobody trying to like. You got artists, all right. If you if you got like people don't like the the like the the, the higher ups don't don't lend the like they don't they don't try to help out the the uh, artists. And besides that, like overall business is just not business, bro. Like even when even when you pay a nigga, he ain't gonna handle business like he supposed to. So it's like it's like it's more so out here like the artist experience. It's not becoming the real artist. That's how that shit is right now. Mm. And, and it's like, that's, I done dealt with that shit for like three years, bro. And that shit is it's like, now, now it's come to the point to where I feel like I gotta go somewhere else and go get pop and, and come back for niggas to respect me. Uh, Cause you know, niggas ain't gonna fuck with you unless you a big artist. And that's how it is out here. Yeah. There's a lot of dick riding and that's just raw, real talk. You know what I mean? That's depressing because it definitely didn't used to be like this, especially like in Houston and New Orleans. It, it felt like you could be local and blow up just off of the strength of what you was putting out. I, honestly, man, I think yeah, that I once I, some... I wish I was around at that time, bro, because uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of other extra shit you got to do just to, just to, just to, just for a nigga to just help you get up. Even if you got the money, it's still a problem, bro. That's what I don't get, and that shit just... <laughs> Like yeah. that's I don't, I don't know I yeah. don't get it, bro. That, yeah, that's what my guy Shank was saying uh, a couple weeks ago. He was saying even like you can't even pay these DJs to play your shit. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like bro, you don't niggas, know what to niggas do. Niggas still don't do their job, bro. <laughs> and it's like what what else you want? You want to you want to kiss your ass? Because I'm not doing that. <laughs> you hear me? The money should talk. Money should be enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think the major labels fucked everything up when it came through the South, man, honestly, because Houston, before everybody got signed to a major, uh, it was a lot. I'm not going to say it was easy to make it, but it was doable. You know, there was more unity in here and everybody was fucking with each other, trying to bring each other up. Same thing with New Orleans, man. I think that once the major labels came, it suddenly became every man for themselves. It's like, it's like yeah. crabs in the bucket, bro. Exactly. Depressing, man. It's depressing, but we're trying to bring it back. We're trying to bring it back to the uh, the local movements and, and make it a little more powerful again. So uh, you mentioned you're in the sports, man. You mentioned you've been all around. So I want to know, like, who who's your team? And do you just ride with your home team? Or who are your teams that you pick that you ride for? You a Saints fan? Yeah, I'm a Saints fan as far as football. I just that's that's just the home team. I ain't gonna have to switch up. Okay. And for uh for basketball, I'm fucking with Curry. Wherever Curry go, that's where I'm going. Okay. It really necessarily a team for me. I just fuck with Curry. Yeah, because that's how that's how I that's how my that's how that's how I used to play. Not like not as good as that nigga, but that's how I used to my shooting <laughs> game. My shooting game was nice. So uh you you played point guard? You was a point guard? No, nah, I was shooting guard. Shooting guard, okay. Yeah. 
I respect that more than saying LeBron, man. I, I will take a Curry <laughs> fan over a LeBron fan. I don't like all these Houston LeBron and Laker fans, man. They make me. Yeah, sick. I mean LeBron, cool. Yeah, LeBron, 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 like, LeBron, like LeBron, like a fucking creative player, or so. Bro. <laughs> With the cheat codes in, so he got yeah, like ninety nine everything, man. It's ridiculous. All ninety nine stacks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I'm from Cleveland. I'm a Cavs fan, but I'm not like a LeBron stan. Like once he left yeah. the Cavs, then I, he on his own. That was it. <laughs> Couldn't rock with him no more. Nah, unless he play, unless he goes to the Rockets, then maybe. But nah. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta ask you this too, man, because I'm trying to get the the pulse of everybody who in the sports on this shit. So I want to know if sports got an asterisk this year for everybody who's winning. Like, do you respect the Lakers championship? Do you respect the uh, who just won the Dodgers championship? Will you respect hey, the you, NFL championship? It's like, it's like, like, it's like how they team set up. Not just with the whole shortened season and the, yeah, the fact that oh, the I Lakers mean, the Lakers won with no fans in the stands, so wasn't no pressure playing in front of audience and I mean, like but, but didn't everybody play the game, those games as well? That's true. <laughs> That's true, but well, then it's all fair. I feel like it's all fair. I feel like it's all fair, bro. I, I'm just making excuses, I guess, because the Rockets ain't winning, so I'm just upset about that. But I, I do kind of feel like, because you know, you played, man. Like it's different when you yeah. shoot free throws and you got the whole crowd. Yeah, it is. You are bro, it's, 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 it's pressure. You know what I mean? It's a lot of pressure, but I mean, I just feel like. It's, it is all fair. <laughs> I feel like whoever earned whoever earned them trophies in the reins, that's who deserves. Mm-hmm. I feel you, man. I feel you. I think it's more of an asterisk to um the baseball season to me, man, because they only played what sixty games, sixty two games, yeah, man. like two months worth. Hey, of so, baseball. so 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 was that the, like the only sport season that was shortened? Um, or was it was it all of them? The, the NBA season was shortened too. Remember they stopped in the middle. And then they nah, up- they were well. They, it was shortened technically, but not by that many, mm-hmm. because they were already close to the end of the season. So they played like an extra what ten games in the bubble. Yeah. So yeah. it was shortened, but not that much. Uh, they they took like a hundred games off of baseball. So that was like yeah. a way shortened season. A hundred games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they might as well should have just, just waited. <laughs> Went right to the playoffs, man. Yeah, that's why I said. A lot of teams could have coasted and, and got in for real, for real. Yeah. Damn. And in football, we don't know, man, because all these teams got to postpone games and maybe cancel games. So some teams might only play like 16, 17 games yeah. or 15 or 14 maybe. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We, we got to see what's going to happen. Uh, so so what 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 you got on the horizon, man? What new projects you got coming out soon? And also, I want to know because uh, we asked all artists this as well. Like, how has the pandemic kind of altered what you've been doing? Because we talked to a lot of artists; they've had some like you know they live by live shows, and now they kind of you know cooped up in the house, hard to get out and perform. So, hey, you know how have you been? It it was backwards for me. It was the best shit that could ever happen because, oh, wow. as an artist, I was able to get ahead, and I, for some reason, I made hella money. Like mm. during this whole little time, like 
I don't I don't get stimulus and all that. I ain't I don't even know how to do that shit, but I make hella money <laughs> during the during this during the COVID shit. Mm-hmm. And cause and I got a studio in uh my own studio and shit. Like that's I was able to get ahead of everything, bro. Like with everything. Damn. Like it's it's like time stood still and I was just able to catch up and then get ahead where I needed to be. And so I, I feel like the COVID, I mean, I'm not saying like it's a good thing because of what's going on, but for me, it was like a chance for me to get ahead. You know what I mean? Mm. So it wasn't it wasn't really nothing bad for me. Yeah. I, I got to say this too. Um, it's good. We need to see more artists with their own studios because that's, oh, yeah. that's like, like why, the, why wouldn't you have that's the perfect like, investment. <laughs> Like you, exactly, yeah. Exactly, like, special, do you mix your own stuff? Do you like record yourself and all? I got, that? I got, I got an in-house producer. We sign under the same management, okay. so it all makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't understand why artists don't do that because I feel like a lot of artists took a loss be, uh, during this pandemic because they don't have any record, uh, no studio yeah. or no recording equipment, so they couldn't really do shit because some of the studios were shut down. Exactly. <laughs> See, but that's why I was able to get ahead of the game mm. and now I'm here where I'm at right now. You hear me? But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 re- I remember too, man. It was like, I think everybody had the same idea to make a studio during the pandemic because yeah. them prices went out the roof, dog, for <laughs> microphones, <laughs> uh, studio equipment, yeah, mixing boards. Out. Yeah. yeah. They were sold out everywhere, man. People oh, were yeah. selling for like triple the price. You can't get it nowhere, but yeah. <laughs> we had, but actually, you know, it's crazy. We had, I had just got my, I had just got my studio like a couple months before that, bro. And it was just like everything just like all fell into place. Like it was just supposed to happen like that way. Because mm-hmm. that's when I started like gaining traction, period. Like with everything, music, all of everything. Mm. So, yeah. While everybody, everybody was missing shows and money. I was making hella money. It was weird, bro. <laughs> it was just like it, I don't know, but shit, we went. Uh, yeah, man. That's I mean, I think it, it it varies for certain people. I think some people, like yourself, of course, like they they you need the time to kind of dial back and make and and kind of plan everything out, yeah. get to recording and do more. I think some people was just used to ripping and running all the time. They didn't have time to really sit down and create. Yeah. Uh, but some people, you know, they have been sitting and creating for too long and it was just now ready to get back out again. And then this shit hit. So <laughs> yeah. it's tough, man. I feel yeah. you. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful that I'm good during all this shit. Cause I already know artists, a lot of artists ain't, they hurt. Yeah. They hurt. Mm-hmm. And and honest, I ain't think this was gonna last as long, bro. Like this shit lasting a little bit too long. <laughs> Dog, they're they're talking about this shit might last until 2022, man. <laughs> like <laughs> they're talking about we we might have to wear masks and all that until 2022. And when I heard that, I'm like, man, dog, shit ain't never gonna be the same, man. Yeah, At this point. This shit, yeah. If if it's gonna be that long, this shit is never gonna change. It's gonna be the same. This shit is gonna get worse. You know I think mean? I think we gonna have places open up a little more. We gonna have live shows again next year at some point. I think, but it's not gonna look the same. Like we ain't gonna see like 
sold out stadiums no more, man. It's going to be limited capacity shit, oh, small venues and stuff. So that shit going to be trash, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't gonna be the same. Trash, bro. Be the same. But nah, they can't do that to it. <laughs> but I mean, some artists like some artists like the smaller venues anyway. Like we had this dude Jack Freeman on. He's a singer, and he 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 likes the more like intimate, like smaller crowd because you can really see and feel people are fucking with you rather than yeah. like a big ass crowd where everybody just kind of blend together. And they're like, you can't really make out who from who. So some artists yeah. like the smaller thing, man. It, it, it works for some artists in their favor. So it all depends. I, I like the bigger crowd. It just give me like, it's intense. It give me like intense as energy. Like the smaller crowd is just like, I feel like it don't be enough. So I, I don't be, I don't feel like I'm pushed to like do the most as, as compared to like a bigger crowd, bigger stage. Like, I don't know. Is where I just feed off the energy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I feel. You. I feel like every artist want to perform in front of a big crowd at one point. Yeah, that shit is just making me go crazy. Yeah, like, that's that's, that's like a dream. That's like a dream. A uh, uh, artist's dream is to hear their song on the radio and perform like on a big stage in front of a big crowd. Hell yeah! Because at that point, it's like yeah. Nah, it makes it makes sense for Mike though, because Mike music is super hype. So you need that big yeah. crowd energy, people going yeah. crazy. No, nah, it makes sense, man. I get you. I'm yeah, trying to jump in the crowd and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, so so when oh, go ahead, Figgy. Oh, you go ahead. I was gonna ask, like, when do you plan to uh start performing again? Or have you performed again? Or like when, when do you plan to start hitting the road again? Loud Fest, Loud Fest about to be the first show since the uh, pandemic. That's uh, December 5th and 6th. It's a two day thing, but I perform on December 6th. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's gonna be, that's what we got coming up. I rock okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I gotta ask you this, man. I ask all of our artists this. So you get no. paid, uh, somebody hit you up and they, they wanna pay you $100,000 for a verse. You find out the verse is for Takashi Six Nine's new album, Rats. I don't know title, Rats. I don't know. <laughs> are you doing this verse for a hundred thousand dollars, or you got, or are you passing on it for a hundred thousand? Hundred thousand dollars. You gotta put a verse on his album. Man, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I, said, I don't gotta know that. I don't gotta uh, run with that nigga. I do that verse though. <laughs> I respect that, man. Yeah, I respect that. That's a hundred thousand dollars, man. Hundred thousand dollars. Man, look, a real nigga be a real nigga and say they don't want that all they want. I'm taking that. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm investing> that. <laughs> well, you gotta ask you this too, man. I know you're a little younger and this might be a little above your generation. Actually, not really. You probably fuck with Wayne a little bit. So what's going on with your boy Lil Wayne, man? Why, why is he out here taking pictures with Donald Trump? Like, do y'all do y'all still do y'all does New Orleans still claim Lil Wayne? I don't, even? I don't, like, I don't know that. Man, I fuck with Wayne. Like Wayne, always a legend. He gonna always be the top, the most biggest legend in my life. But I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, I really don't know. I don't. I don't. 
I don't know what could have made him. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's a that's a it's like a whole nother, it's not Wayne type yeah. shit. <laughs> just I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, so it, it, it's kind of tough for me because uh Lil Wayne said some crazy stuff over the last years, man. But like you said, he's still a legend. I like the last album he put out a whole lot. That funeral joint was hard to me. Yeah. But I also feel like you know, when, when Hurricane Katrina hit and he was making some powerful music about like how fucked up the government is and right. how they don't care yeah, about that black George Bush. Yeah. And so yeah. it just hurts to see somebody go from that to what he's doing right now, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That's why, that's why it's just, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. That's just shit. That's just that's just homie decision, bro. I don't really. I couldn't say. Yeah. I couldn't even. I wouldn't even know where to start to just try to figure out why. But, shit. I don't know, man. Could be the money. I don't know. Promise us, you ain't gonna. We ain't gonna see you up there with Trump if you make a whole lot of money, man. Man, look, shit. Now nah, that that's that's different from the uh, the verse shit. That's a whole nother. Yeah. Nah, I ain't about to sell out, bro. Man, that's so strange because look at the people he was around coming up, like the juveniles, the BG yeah, and stuff. That's what I was it's, saying. It's just like, it's like, it's it, like it wasn't like a uh, a black dude that was like an Uncle Tom who grew up, you know, rich uh-oh. or something like that. He was he was one of us, <laughs> and it's like exactly. yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, shit, that's just that's Tough, some. Man. I think that's some throw shit for everybody. Probably people close the close people to him probably don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel you. So, so who besides yourself? Because I, I always like to try to get the temperature of different uh, cities and cultures. So, who besides yourself, man? Like who who is like the hottest accent in New Orleans right now that people should be paying attention to and listening to? Do, and do uh, y'all claim NBA Young Boy? I don't know where y'all stand on that. <laughs> I mean, I fuck with Young Boy. I don't okay. really. I can't. I can't. People in New Orleans just have they like they they. It's like some do, some don't, and the people that don't, it just be for weird. It's like for no reason. You hear me? But yeah. I mean, I'm right now. I'm fucking with uh. I'm fucking with Young Ro, bro. Like yeah. I'm 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 on. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping his situation get better and he take off like he supposed to. I fuck with bro. You yeah. hear me? Okay. Yeah, I keep hearing uh Frito what's his name? Frito Bang. Frito Bang? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, he hard I, too. Yeah, I I'm keep hear I keep hearing that's bro. yeah, I keep hearing that's the split. Like whoever don't really like NBA Youngboy, they like Frito Bang and vice versa. Yeah, Russia. that's it. It's, it's like they bump they it's like everybody got their own preference of certain artists for for whatever reason. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool that's cool well mike major got next man so you're gonna be up there too oh yeah i'm trying to be everybody favorite though man. but niggas still gonna have their own preference but it is what it is we still hot yeah i can tell like you seem like a sincere dude man so people gonna fuck with you yeah. i think of that alone so yeah i got a big heart bro i ain't i ain't on that i'm the hardest nigga type shit i'm better <laughs> than you type shit i got more money than you now i should love everybody first Respect, I show, I show, I give everybody the utmost respect when I first meet them. Mm-hmm. That's why if a nigga do, if a nigga do some fucked up shit to me, it's like, why? Like, then you know, I already know no, what yeah, I'm gonna do. That's why, that's, yeah, that's why I just give everybody the utmost respect. 
I respect that a lot, man. And people people feel that through who you are too. They like they they can sense shit like that. So no, that goes a long way, man. For sure. Yeah. So so what you got coming up on the horizon, man? New projects dropping, new albums dropping, and where can the people find you? Serious. Uh we about to drop this pro- my EP Serious. And we, that that's gonna come with a, a short film. It's like a mini movie. It's gonna be all the songs playing. It's gonna be all the songs connected and they're gonna be playing the whole time. And it's, it's basically the scenes is gonna be basically explaining, pulling you deeper into the music. So it's gonna be like a two piece project. And, and I, I ain't seeing no underground artist that's doing this type of shit. Mm. Yeah, I, I invested a lot of money in this shit. And that, it, it's looking like some Steven Spielberg shit. Like it's hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got, we got a serious. That's the project that's coming up in serious series is spelled S I R I U S. And that, that's, that's the brightest star in the sky. That's basically what it means. The brightest star in the sky. Mm. But yeah, that's what we got coming up next. Beside and beside the videos, I just dropped uh savage and um, seeing colors these last few days. Mm. Okay. All right. And when is serious dropping? You got a ETA on that yet or still in the works? It's it's like it's basically it's basically done. They just working on the last scene. They they already done finished editing all of everything for the rest of the uh for the rest of the movie. So they just working on the last scene. He said he'll be done next week. So I say like maybe like within like the next two weeks we had it okay. drop. Yeah. And all that's gonna be big. That's gonna be big. Oh and uh you can follow me at Mike Major on all social media platforms. M I K E M A Y J O R. Don't forget the Y before the J. <laughs> okay. Yes, everybody, follow Mike Major. Keep an eye out. That sounds super creative, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna check it out for sure. That new project, serious. It, it, it's something big. It's, it, it is serious. <laughs> it is. And like I said, I'm my biggest critic, bro. I ain't gonna hype myself and just say something like it's just gonna it take a lot for me to really like some a piece of work. And I feel like this is a lot I like this shit give me goosebumps, bro. I'm just excited to drop this <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. I'm excited too, man, because honestly, I feel like the art of the music video has kind of died out a whole lot lately. And I think yeah. we're starting to see it come back. Cause I remember growing up, man, we were we were all about music videos. Yeah, like, getting bro, up early in the morning watching it, MTV jams or whatever. Movies like it used to be something yes. to look at. Yeah. Like actually entertaining. Yeah. And the and, the and that's, music? That's, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do with my music. I'm trying to just keep it that way. Like I'm trying to make every video I make, I want you to feel that shit. Like, I want you to be immersed in that shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, and the music videos sometimes that make you like the actual song better. Yeah, because you exactly. could put, you could put a song out and people like it, but once you see the visual, it's like, oh, okay. Like I right. like the song that, even that, more. I feel like that, like that, that, like that's another reason that we went that route because well, this project is more of like it's like more pop music, and 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 I feel like even if even if. Niggas in the hood don't feel that shit. They gonna fuck with the movie. They gonna fuck with that short film because that's hard. Mm. I mean, even without the music playing, the movie is hard. So it's gonna be. I feel like we gonna grab. We gonna build a cover of like a whole bunch, any type of audience from wherever. Mm. 
everybody gonna fuck with him. It's it's just a universal type thing. And I feel you, man. We're looking forward to it for sure. Everybody check that out. Dropping soon. Like he said, follow Mike Major on all social media platforms. Stream his music. Why before the J. Why before the J. <laughs> uh, check him out. Apple Music, YouTube. You got the visuals up. The new video out now. Uh, cool little Halloween. You you say it's not Halloween inspired, but it's cool for this type of type. Yeah, of year, we just so. you just it made sense. So yeah, it is now. <laughs> yeah, very creative, man. La, la, one final question before we let you go. I heard you got the PS4 in the background. Uh, yeah, you copping the PS5 or the new Xbox? Which one you rolling with? I'm going PS5. Oh uh, yes, I'm, sir. I mean, I, <laughs> I switched from Xbox to PS, so I'm not I'm not going back. Ain't no going back. <laughs> Once you go PS5, you ain't going back. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going. Uh, I, I I ain't never get a chance to reserve it though. When I went, it was like it ain't, I couldn't reserve it. So now I, I guess I got to pay somebody to wait in line for three days. So I'll <laughs> I, I send you like five or whatever, how much it is. Get me one too. Because I ain't, I ain't sitting in line, man. <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That shit, them shit sold out quick, man. But they gonna have some more during the season, so. Oh yeah, they got to, right? Because it's, it's it's Corona, everybody inside anyway. So <laughs> yeah, we need them all. So. I feel you, man. I feel you. All right, Mike. We appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, like we said, everybody follow him. Why before the J, Mike Major. Uh, stream his shit. Uh, check out the new music video. And, man, we really appreciate you joining us, man. You seem like a cool dude. We, we really appreciate, appreciate it. Y'all have you, bro. Yeah, next time we get back in studio, you got to come through. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always checking. This one of my live things. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. Okay. It was my natural vibes. I'll fuck with you. <laughs> appreciate it, Mike. Hey, man. Take care, bro. We holla at you. All right, bro. Y'all too. Now, another interview I want to talk about... <laughs> Is the Mike Tyson podcast with Lil Boozy? Hot boxing. Yeah, Mike Tyson has a podcast called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. It's actually a very good podcast. Um, Mike Tyson gets these people on, and he gets them to open up. And Mike is very open. You know, if you've heard anything recently from Mike, you know he's very spiritual now, kind of more of a uh, holistic type of guy. He's had some psychedelic experiences, and he's a lot more, you know down to earth about his life and and very open about the feelings he's had in his past and how he was fucked up and how you know it was very very emotional podcast you know he cries on some of them and you see it gets very deep man so i would recommend it even if you're not a fan of boxing i think it's a good podcast to listen to man yeah but he did have a little boozy on <laughs> and the memes started going because Mike Tyson is the one guy that you can't be a street nigga in front of. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he had Styles P on at one point. He had Waka Flocka on. He had Lil Boozy. He's had Lil Boozy on. All these street rappers who, and you cannot be a street nigga in front of Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson could legit kill you with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he's the type of dude that these people looked up to too. So, yeah. <laughs> that you they cannot put on their street persona in front of him. Yeah, I think yeah, what's crazy is 
you you have a lot of rappers who talk shit to boxers. You you see Ti and uh, Mayweather going back and forth and all this other stuff and an alleged fight that happened. You never hear anything. You never hear nobody going through anything with Mike Tyson. It's like oh, everybody, everybody cool with Mike Tyson. Like we got no problems. But uh, like even still to this day, like like right now, nobody will talk shit to Mike Tyson. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now that he's back in shape. Like yeah. nobody wanted them problems. He training for a boxing match. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, people don't nobody. And the funniest thing about the Mike Tyson podcast, too, is like he'll have these moments where he gets super serious and the guest gets kind of scared because you know, before that, it's all good vibes and chilling. Mike Tyson high as shit, yeah. smoking blunt, smoking joints, and Suddenly, somebody will say something or laugh where you're not supposed to. It'll be like, wait a minute, wait, stop, wait, wait, wait. Like, he'll get super serious for a second. Yeah. And the dude will be like, or Michael, Michael say, like, who the fuck are you, man? Who the, who the fuck yeah. are you to tell me how I feel? Like, mm-hmm. like he'll get super yeah. serious in one second. Like, I got fucking and demons. Be like, oh. <laughs> I've been going through shit. I got fucking demons. You don't know yeah. what the fuck I've been through. Like, sometimes <laughs> I just want to kill a nigga. Sometimes I just want to crush his throat. <laughs> he just going to rant like that where you be like, oh, right. shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, you don't know what to say anymore. You're like, oh, shit, Mike going to yeah. kill me. Yeah. And then, like, the next second, he'll be like, so I licked a toe one time and uh, <laughs> and uh, I did some ayahuasca and it just really opened my eyes to the whole world. Like, how do you feel about the world that exists today when there's so much pain, but we're such good people inside? And it's like, oh, okay, we on this vibe now. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy podcast, man. But back to the boozy thing, uh, because I know you heard it too. Uh, the memes started flying pretty quick on this one, man, because, you know, Mike Tyson, the whole podcast is really just Mike Tyson talking to boozy mm-hmm. and boozy listening for once, which you don't see a whole lot of when you see him on Vlad TV talking out his ass constantly in 50 parts yeah. <laughs> video. So, uh, we're used to seeing Lil Boozy run his mouth, but in this podcast, he really didn't. He listened to what Mike Tyson had to say, and it, a lot of it was Mike Tyson kind of dressing down Boozy. You know, at, uh, basically, he asked at one point about the whole Dwayne Wade son thing. He was like, why do you care so much, man? Are yeah. you gay? Are you a homosexual? Is that yeah. why you care about his homosexuality? I got that audio, too. I got it. Yeah, play that, man. It's hilarious. Fucking, um, gay homos and no, uh, no. A lot of times I need to shut the fuck up. It's just, it's just. Why don't you? I don't know, man. It'd be hard. Why do you say things about um person that, you, uh, that might be a homosexual? Why do you say that about them? Do you feel the possibility that you're a homosexual and you by disrespect them, you further yourself from being a homosexual or thinking you may like homosexuals? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm straight as an arrow. I'm just saying, you know. I'm not I saying just, you are, but why I, I do really, you have, really, if you're straight, why do you I really, I really, I really, I really commented on, on, on the Dwayne Wade situation yeah. because I got offended because it's a child. You know, that's why I, I really got offended, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's why I really said if it was a. If it was a <laughs> now, the funniest thing about that is because if anybody else said that to Boozy, Boozy would go the fuck off. Yeah, they'd be moving furniture, man. 
Uzi was very, very calm and collected when he explained that he is not a homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, nah, nah, it's not that, man. I'm straight as an arrow. Nah, <laughs> man. Like, if anybody else said that, he'd be like, who the fuck you talking to? Yeah. Like, he'd flip, probably do some shit, like flip over a table and do some yeah, shit. It'd be crazy moving shit. furniture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. He was very calm and collected when he explained himself. He was just like, that shit nah, was just man, so funny, I was just, man. Nah, I was just actually commenting on the Dwayne Wade situation. <laughs> like, he's going to sound like he's been interrogated. He like, explained himself like he was in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's talking to a detective He was very, <laughs> very calm and collected about his explanation, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. It's but, funny. It was like that the whole episode. I watched the whole thing. And... Mike was just—he was like, "Hey, so where you um, what do you do?" I forgot how he put it, but Boosie was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm from the streets and blah blah." He's like, "No, no, I know we we all from the streets. No, tell me what sh- like what you thinking? Like, I I just like the way he was kind of pressing on Boosie a little bit because, like I said, these street rappers had the same story. Like, well, you know, I'm I'm from the streets and blah blah. Like, nah, we all from the streets." <laughs> Like, leave all that shit out. Like, nah, tell me, you know, what you really thinking. <laughs> so I, 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 I kind of like that. <laughs> nah, you're right. And it started from the get-go, man, because Boozy came in and he was in rapper mode. He was like, well, you know, I got my own wine. I got my own music. I got my chips. own uh, studio. I got my, my own drink and my own potato chips. It's like Mike Tyson's like, yeah, but who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, who are you really? Yeah. Like, so you know, I'm from the streets, and no, 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 we all from the slums. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> so, how do you feel about the podcast overall, man? Because I know there are some people who were saying like Mike Tyson was bullying him, and he didn't give him a chance to sp- speak or defend himself really, and it was just Mike kind of bullying him because he could, and bullying a younger dude just just for the views or whatever. How do you feel about the whole podcast itself, man? I think, man, I think that's, uh, like, the little clip that's floating around, I think that's clickbait. Like, you really got to watch the whole thing. Like, to me, I think it was more therapeutic uh, for Bootsy. I don't think it was a thing where he felt like he was being bullied. But um, Bootsy never been in that type of interview before. He's usually the ones that's getting asked the questions and he give his thought. But Mike Tyson... I I think he took it to a whole nother level. He was saying, "Nah, like he, he like nah. What do you, who are you? you know what I mean, like nobody wouldn't ask Bootsy that, and without Bootsy giving that type of answer or a response to it. So I I think it was a cool little vibe, man. I it wasn't no tension. I, I felt like Bootsy wasn't you know intimidated or scared or I didn't really feel like Mike Tyson was being a bully. I felt like he was really just. Asking them shit. And and when you listen to other interviews, that's how he is too. So I don't think it was a thing where he was picking on a younger, you know, younger artist. And Boosie ain't ain't really that young of an artist. He I think he probably like 20 years younger than Mike Tyson, but Yeah. But um I ain't really get that vibe from him, man. I, I thought it was a good interview. If you just see the one little small clip, then I, I could see people laughing at Boosie, like, oh, like he got shook up and blah, blah, blah. But it was more of a um, it was more a therapy, you know what I mean? And it's like that when you look at all the other Mike Tyson interviews. It was the same thing with Joe Budden because Joe Budden podcast was on there too. And if you just look at the small clip, they, uh, shit, all three of them look like bitches. 
It looked like mm-hmm. like they were scared, but it it was more of just sitting, chilling, smoking, and and kind of talking. So it, it it wasn't like an interview setup type of thing. It was more of a like nah, like um, are you this? Are you that? Like it, it, he was actually like a ther uh, a therapist. <laughs> that's how I, that's where I got from it. No, I think you're right, man. I, I think honestly. It, it was a whole lot of it was Mike Tyson trying to put Boozy on game, but he's talking to him the only way you could talk to somebody like a little Boozy, man. That's how Mike talk. Like you have to be a little aggressive with somebody like him, and you have to be somebody he actually respects to absorb the shit he's talking about. Because a lot of the things Mike was saying, like he really undressed the entire persona of the street nigga. You know, he said, you know, that comes from fear. You know, the fact that we're scared of people. So we put on this whole act and this whole masculine thing. But really, we're just scared of people. Like, Because people don't understand, like, if you're younger, you probably only know Mike Tyson from, like, this new shit, the Hangover movies. And he got a cartoon just, out. Or, and or, he's on these goofy or, commercials. Or Mike Tyson was, like, the craziest nigga who ever lived yeah. in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, I think a lot, like, of, I think a lot of people just know Mike Tyson just from biting the ear. Yes, and that too. Yeah, that's what we know. And that's when that was kind of the downfall from Mike at that point. But that's that's what people really know. But they don't know how, like, the the prime Mike (laughs) in the 80s (laughs) and early 90s where he was – where he he was really the man. He was getting any woman he want. Uh, I I was listening to one of his his episodes with Nori. And he mm-hmm. was saying how um, he was on a red carpet with the locks or something like that. And Eve was there. And he told Eve that he told Eve he was going to fuck her tonight. <laughs> like, what type of shit is that? Like, you really got to be the man for you to go up to a, a, a female like Eve and say, I'm a fucker. I'm fucking you tonight. <laughs> Did you hear the lock story about that whole thing? I, I didn't. Look it up on YouTube. The Locks, I think, I forget whose podcast it was, but The Locks is like uh, Jadakiss, uh, Styles P. They're, they were talking about that incident, and they were saying, hey, you know, we was at the red carpet, and uh, Mike Tyson was being real rough with uh, Eve, and Eve is looking at us like, we got to do something. So Mike, Mike uh, we, we, got, like, we started talking. We like, okay, man, one of us got to poke Mike. You know, <laughs> one of us got to stab him. Like one, one, one of us got to get him. But they had they all had this little meeting apparently about who was going to be the one to do it because this was still in shape fighting Mike yeah. Tyson. So Wait, man, whoever me, approached him was going to get quick. knocked the fuck out. Hold on, let me see. So <laughs> I heard Styles say one day that Tyson was fucking with Eve, like, like he was messing with her, and y'all thought y'all was going to have to get it in on Tyson. You're how does he smoke solely stories? He knowing. spoke for himself because I wasn't touching Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike told Eve, Eve, I fucked the shit out of you. <laughs> Me personally, I was on the floor. You went too fast. You went too fast. Where is this at? I love Mike. I mean, we in Vegas. It was, Vegas. it was either Vegas or LA. No, and now I mean, y'all with Eve. Mike. Y'all with Eve. This when Mike it's just was y'all and Eve, or y'all got like it's us and other Eve. niggas. The general no, might have been there somewhere, but we on a red carpet. Okay, we only the artists. Yeah, only the artists. Okay. Oh, All I heard shit. was Mike say, 
I fucked the shit out of you, E. <laughs> Me. Holy. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, it, a regular Joe Schmo, his head would have been off. <laughs> but it's tight. Mike. <laughs> Eve, you got to hold that. You got to hold that. You got to hold that. We know Mike a little crazy. You got to hold that. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, some niggas got to get the OG bag. Eve, my nigga, man. I fucks with Eve. Let me uh, I ain't see the other part, but yeah, yeah, it, it goes on from there. Basically, they they had to uh, meet up like the Ninja Turtles and, and discuss like make a battle plan over who who gonna have to stab Mike because whoever approached him first get knocked the hell out, and everybody else like he he gonna fuck everybody out up. But yeah. they had they felt like they had a defender because he was really getting rough and raw with her. So yeah, yeah, man, that's a funny story. Look it up on YouTube. The whole thing is on there. The whole clip and it's hilarious, but. Uh, back to what I was getting at. Basically, like Boozy had to get this talking to man because I think, and you hear in the interview, like Mike sees a lot of himself in Boozy. You know, they came from different hoods, they're from different types of places, they had different careers, but Boozy sees the person who is just trying to make attention for himself by seeing crazy shit online because that's how he used to be in public. He would say the craziest shit to people. He would say the craziest shit in interviews just to get, you know, to feel something. He likes the chaos. That's one good quote from it. You know, you're addicted to the chaos. You know, you love the chaos around you. And he was like that. He loved having chaos around him. He loved the negative attention. He loved that people hating him for no reason. Like he thrived off that. And I think he sees that in Lil Boozy too, you know, he made a great point about, yeah, he's Mike Tyson said, I agree with what you're saying about Dwayne Wade's son, but who the fuck am I to say how a man should raise his own son? You know, like, was it my business? Same thing, like, Lil Boozy knows that too. He should know that. Mm-hmm. So I think he was really just telling Boozy what he needed to hear in the podcast, and he's the only one who could really do it. Yeah. Because nobody else it's going to have Boozy's attention and respect like that, but somebody like Mike Tyson. Yeah. So it was yeah. a good podcast, man. I recommend anybody listen to it, even if you're not in a, you know, Boozy or, or Mike Tyson, it's a good podcast. Listen to man. Yeah. Very, very it, self-aware. This, this kind of, this is like the, the better way, way better version of the, um, the red table talk. Yeah. Like this is the, this is the hood version of the red table talk. Now so it is. I, I think if anybody going through some shit, like some type of controversy, if it Tory Lanez, I think Tory Lanez need to go on uh, on this podcast. Yeah, address <laughs> some shit. He probably fucked Tory Lanez up though. Yeah, he might <laughs> have to, because I feel like Tory Lanez is still ignorant enough to where he thinks like Mike can't say shit to him. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But yeah, he should probably go on that podcast. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that would help. Him Did you fucking shoot Meg or or not? <laughs> <laughs> No, that the, here's no, he can't because here's what the headline would be: uh, alleged uh, woman shooter Tory Lanes goes on convicted rapist Mike Tyson's podcast <laughs> yeah. to talk about domestic violence. Oh uh, yeah, that would be the headline, man. Yeah, I don't know would. if that would help him there. Yeah, you know Tory Lanes people's gonna dig that right up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if that'll work for his for his benefit. Being how they're like, okay, the women abusers are having a podcast now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mike Tyson kind of did some wild shit too. 
<laughs> nah, he did, man. Like I, I didn't Davis. believe. I don't believe the rape case was one hundred percent legitimate, but I do think he was doing crazy shit, like he was talking to Eve like that. And yeah, shit, Robin. Know, he was with Robin Givens. That was a yep. whole situation. Yeah, I think that was both of them, though, man. I think that was her praying on a nigga she knew was crazy or had issues because she wanted the money and the fame. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole. That was a whole toxic thing with them. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I do we we do recommend you check that podcast out um, when you get a chance because it's a very very enlightening, very spiritual and good conversation with uh, Boozy and Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, anything else? Uh, BT Hip Hop Awards. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bullshit. <laughs> um, somebody was upset at something happening. I can't remember what it was. Man, when did you even watch it? No, uh, I think it come on this weekend. I think. It oh, come okay. On, it come so on it was recorded. Wait, are you sure? Yeah, because I thought a performance with Two Chains and and somebody came out. I think I think it released, or I think they recorded everything, but um, they released the winners and stuff like that. So I think it's supposed to be Ashley Aaron, maybe. Oh, I, I, I remember the controversy. Um, so apparently, people are upset. That Meg the Stallion, the Stallion won Best New Artist over Lil Baby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess people feel like he had a better year. I've I've been seeing a lot of people saying he had more songs and a better year. But I mean, my personal opinion, I know I'm a I'm a um a, I guess a hottie or a Meg Stallion. Yeah, but. She she did has two two of the biggest songs. You know what I mean? Like I I, I like Lil Baby, but right now I can't I can't put uh, like if you ask me what what songs Baby had this year that stood out, I couldn't even name them. I could probably I know him if I hear him, but he he had the protest song, man. He had the activist <laughs> song. Okay, oh, yeah. that was a, but, that was next to Dear Mama is one of the biggest songs <laughs> ever in the history of hip hop. Man. But um, Megs, I mean, she had she had the Savage remix that's still being played in the WAP and the WAP. I mean, so I mean, and plus, it's people need to realize it's BET, man. It's a war show always going to pander to the be- the bigger artists. Like this, this never been a fair game as far as like who really had the best year. So I I just don't get why people be up in arms about you know who really wo- should have won or whatever. Like, it, like it make more sense for somebody like Meg to win this award. Well, okay, so the the award is Artist of the Year, not Best New Artist. So that makes more sense. Uh, uh, Artist yeah, of the Artist Year, of the year yeah. went to Lil Baby over Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, you uh, you mean went to Meg over Lil Baby? Went to yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I flipped it up. Went to Megan Thee Stallion over Lil Baby for Artist of the Year. I mean, I. I like, do it I understand. I can understand if you're saying like, because like I don't hang, like I'm 33, man. I don't know a whole lot of little baby fans, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had more like street love than Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, he and oh, I can understand. Do. Yeah. Oh, he definitely you know, do. Yeah, the kids fuck with him, man. So like when you say that, like who's the biggest artist? I can understand this being an MTV award and it going to Megan, but it being BET and it going to Megan over Lil Baby, 
that sounds like Rock Nation influence. I got to call it what it is, man. Yeah. It's and, Rock Nation influence. Yeah, like, that's why I understand why people are so upset. It's, like, it's a war show, and we all know that it goes to the bigger artists. As far as, like, when I mean bigger artists, I mean the the artists that's with the biggest label, that's with a yeah. strong label who got a strong team. Like, Lil Baby, I think, I, I don't know what label Lil Baby with, but. You like, with Q, wait, was he on QC? Uh, I thought he was. I think so. I forgot what other. I, I don't know if he was Universal or what, but like Meg is with Rock Nation. She she got a uh, she got Beyonce on the remix song, and she got a song with Cardi B. So, like that's that's to me that's more of a better look for BT to give her that award rather than giving it to Lil Baby. I think that's more of a benefit for BT, and and and. Like th- this type of stuff happened all the time, man. It's like I'm, I'm, uh, little baby probably had a better year. <laughs> you know what I mean, he, pro- he I, I, I would probably say he did, but like we all know, it's not always about who got the who really got the better year. Like we have this argument all the time about uh, who really had the best album of the year, and it's never the person who won. I've talked myself into being upset about this now. Uh oh, because like, look, like I, I'm in, I'm in Megan Thee Stallion's corner, but look, I mean, I understand the Oscars getting it wrong. I understand MTV getting it wrong. The perception, at least the perception, I know it's not true because BET is white owned, Viacom owned now too, but the perception is that BET awards are supposed to reflect us, black people. Yeah, and I gotta call it like it is, man. Megan's biggest songs were big because of the features. Mm-hmm. I I gotta call it like what what standout project did she put out that stands on its own that made her deserve Artist of the Year over Lil Baby? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, that's why. I it, say, yeah, that's why I'm saying I feel like like I I ain't gonna sit here and say she had a better year. You know what I mean, because Lil Baby was working his ass off. He he actually been dropping shit. He got a lot of songs out. She, she only got two that we can really stand by. But like like I said, it's it's an award show that's you know that's that's pandering toward. I mean, these record record labels got their hands in their pockets. You know what I mean, so like I don't know. To me, it makes sense if I was BET, if I was the head of BET. And um, that uh, I felt like Meg winning this award would benefit BT more than if Lil Baby won, because if 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 they had Lil Baby winning, yeah, if, uh, you know we'd be happy or his fans would be happy. But what benefit do that really give them? I, I, I yeah, I guess on a corporate level it makes sense, man. But I, I don't think on that level. I think of the regular person, like yeah. the fan level. Like I get. I, I get why people are upset now. Like, at yeah. first I was like, eh, but now that I've really thought about it, she don't deserve Artist of the Year yet. Yeah. I, I got to say, call it like it is. She don't deserve that yet. She'll get there, probably. Not now. Not because of Beyonce jumping on a remix. Not because of her doing a Cardi B song. Technically, yeah. Cardi B song, not hers. Mm-hmm. The the biggest songs were big because of features. Yeah. And I got to call it like it is. L- Lil Baby got a true organic following. You know, he don't get a whole lot of press or I don't know if he gets radio play, but he don't he don't get the nationwide corporate attention 
you don't see him in commercials or nothing, but he still has a huge organic following in the hood and streets with regular black people. It should have went to him. And I'm not yeah. even a fan of Lil Baby, but it should have yeah. went to him. I yeah. got a call I, like it is, man. Yeah, I don't know if, if I'm kind of used to this type of shit going on, but I feel like this shit always happens. Like, it, like this type of shit always happens where the the better artists because well I I forgot uh, I I forgot what year that was but the year the Pusha T album came out now I, I felt like that was the that was the album of the year in my book you know yeah I mean? Daytona yeah and he was nominated for uh he um he was nominated for the album of the year at the Grammys and he of course he didn't win but it's it's not to me it's not always about who had the better songs or stuff like that they they look at other shit. Like if we was judging this award, of course, little baby will win. But like I said, it's BET. It's a it's a big time award show, and they they actually don't judge off of you know who actually had a great year. I mean, they look they unfortunately look at it's more about the relationships to them. So that's how I kind of like that's why I really don't get upset about these award shows anymore because it's you know like I said. All these labels got a hand in the pocket, and they, you know, I guess they, they, they get they paying more money. You know what I mean, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll pay all that at the end of the day. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's not surprising, but yeah, and like I understand why people are upset. Like, I get it now. I've, I've talked myself into deciding <laughs> the little baby fans, man. Yeah, the other people that the other people the other people that was nominated was the baby Drake, Future, little baby Meg, who won, and Roddy Rich. <laughs> I know it's probably unreasonable to say the baby fell off because apparently he had a huge single with that rock star shit. But am I alone in thinking the baby fell the fuck off? Like he had a whole lot of heat and steam going into from last year, and it seemed like he had next. And now, like, where the fuck has he been? Like, I like I said, that rock star thing was big. It went number one, I think. But yeah, it feels he, to me like he kind of cooled off a little bit. I don't know yeah. if he took a break, but he did kind of cool off a little bit. And like like we said, his his style was the same. Everything sounded the same. And I yep, think he released a I, I want to say he released a song not that long ago. Pretty much, I guess, shitting on people who were saying he rapped the same. <laughs> but, mm. but yeah, I, I felt like he did kind of cool off. The hype, the hype was up because people were saying he was better than Lil Baby. And I was one yeah. of them. I, I, was one, I ain't going to lie, I was one of them. I, I, I felt him more than Lil Baby. But now I, I think I kind of, I, I grew on Lil Baby now. Where I'm like, damn, like, like I kind of like his music more. <laughs> and it's funny that they only get compared because they got baby in their name. Yeah, they are totally <laughs> different artists. <laughs> oh man, that's funny though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, politics st- as usual. Yeah, um, the other stuff they got some other awards too. Video of the year. Yeah. Um, Future and Drake, life is good. They won. Um. Song of the year is "The Box" by Roddy Rich. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm so sick of that song. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, hip hop album of the year, Roddy Rich. Uh, and that yeah. one, that one that that one over the baby. He got two albums on here, "Blaming on the Baby" and "Kirk." 
uh, Future High Off Life, Lil Baby, My Turn, Meg, uh, Sugar. Um, yeah, best. Yeah, how the fuck? Let's see. Now this makes even less sense. That, Meg didn't even win album of the year, but she wins artist of the year. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like I don't know. Like, I stopped. I, I really stopped caring about this as much because, like I said, it's all politics. Like, I'm I'm not sure how it goes behind the scenes, but I I wonder if Rock Nation maybe paid for this. <laughs> Uh, artist of the year award or something. Meg Meg got the I got shot stimulus package, man. Let's yeah. call it what it is, I, man. I don't even think it's that, man. <laughs> I th- I think they probably pushing her to the limit where they like, you know what? Let hey, hey, we'll pay extra to get her this award, and then the other shit we don't really care about. You know what I mean, and I, I feel like other artists um, labels are paying for album of the year. You know what I mean, I I think it's more of that. I think it could be that, but I also got to call it too, man, because I know this shit when I see it. I think they want to avoid criticism of saying uh, we don't support black women, we don't believe black women. They had to put a, they had to have a black woman win a high profile award so they yeah. wouldn't get accused of discrimination or not respecting. Because there ain't many women on these lists. I think Meg is what the only one. Cardi B ain't dropped shit. Nicki ain't dropped shit. Mm-hmm. And Nikki got beef with BET anyway, so she wouldn't even show up. Yeah. So the only one the woman who could really be on these lists is Megan Thee Stallion, and if she went O for everything, <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah. So she had to win a big, prof- high-profile award, so they yeah. could be like, "Yeah, see, we respect women over here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm she. Sick of that. Yeah. She. She also won best collaboration with the Savage remix with Beyonce. Okay. Um, other uh, best new hip hop artist, Pop Smoke won. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> the Death Award, whatever. <laughs> Who else was nominated on that list? Um, Flo Millie, Jack Harlow, Mulatto, NLE Chopper, and Rod Wave. So, wait, Rod Wave got an album of the year uh, and best, song of the year. Uh, Rod Wave, not uh, no, nah, Rod Wave, he got um, yeah. I don't think he won nothing yet. Uh, not Rod Wave. Uh, I thought you said Roddy Witch. Rod, Roddy Rich. Rod no, 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 no. Okay, no, never Roddy mind. I'm, okay, yeah. so Roddy Rich wasn't even nominated on that one. No. Nah. Okay. Nah. Okay, never mind. I'm getting the rods mixed up. Too many yeah. rods out here. Pause. <laughs> um, best uh, lyricist of the year, Rhapsody, of course. Oh, <laughs> of course. She, she, yeah, she won over Big Sean, the Baby Drake, J Cole, and Meg. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> okay, whatever. I have no comment. I'm, uh, I'm not going to say nothing on record. Uh, I know we really whatever. don't care about this category be- because we usually don't talk about the video director of the year, but Tiana Taylor won. She, uh, okay. Yeah, she been directing. So she kind of dope with that. Um, DJ okay. of the year, D-Nice, who pretty much won the quarantine. Um, or I, I would probably say he was under Tory Lanez. But okay. um, he probably had the the coming out party for the quarantine. Him DJ, um, producer of the year. I, I agree with this one hundred percent. Hit boy. Hit boy. Yep, deserved it. Yeah, hustler of the year. I don't. I don't understand that award. But um, uh, Meg won this one over Cardi B, DJ Khaled, Jay Z, Rick Ross, and Travis Scott. 
Like what? Like what's the criteria? Wrestler of the year. What's the what criteria? A, what a niggerish award to win, man. <laughs> like what the fuck does that even mean? Hustler yeah. of the year. They want to call it Trapper of the year, but they probably got in trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hustler, Hustler of the what's year. Yeah, like, okay. Like what? Would you even be proud of that award? Show us on your family. I got Hustler of the award. <laughs> Hustler of the year this year, mommy. Yeah. Uh, best right. best hip hop platform goes to the Joe Budden podcast. Um, okay. They won over Complex. Um, we getting that next year. Yeah. Hip Hop DX, New Hip Hop, Breakfast Club, Shade Room. That's kind of weird. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, oh, you might like this one. The Impact Track of the Year goes to Little Baby, The Bigger Picture. No, okay. That's, that's the, the woke song. <laughs> The woke song did win yeah. something after all. Yeah. So um, okay. the other songs that was nominated was Anderson Pack and J Rock Lockdown. I don't remember that one. The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, um, Rockstar, Black Lives Matter remix, J. Cole, Snow on the Bluff, Rhapsody. I'm shot. He won over that one. <laughs> and uh Wale featuring Kelly Price, sue me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, none of those songs had any impact, really. But yeah. whatever. The woke song had to win something, man. A little bit, little baby. They, they had to do. Yep. The, out of all people, he got the impact track of the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> the one song he ain't talking about trapping and drug dealing is <laughs> <laughs> the fucking impact song of the year. Okay. Whatever. I, I, yeah, I'm not watching this bullshit, man. It's going to make me sick. I'm sorry, man. It's just... Yeah, the, the, these decisions make no sense, but whatever. <laughs> so Megan Thee Stallion only won collab, best collab, and, and somehow she got of artist year. of the year. Yeah, but she ain't win did... song of the year. She ain't win album of the year. Nope. And she's artist of the year. Yeah, because she got shot. Like what else is? What other criteria I... is there for her to win? Like whatever, man. I don't see, know. Yeah. Now I'm upset. Yeah, see, that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's more than just them sitting around saying which one was the better song and which one had the most impact. I don't think they do that. I think these labels stepping in and they just trying to get a piece of the pie because at the end of, of the course day, they are. at the end of the day, it's really helping them being nominated or if they win, like little baby winning, uh, I don't know if he won something else, but with her winning artists of the year, that's promoting her. You know what I mean? So they, Rob Nation probably paid a little more bread <laughs> to to get her in that spot, and you know some other songs of the years they probably paid a little bread for that. So I think that's what I don't think people really sitting around saying, "Hmm, I think I think she got the I think she had the best year out of everybody on this list." I don't think they sitting around like that because it it really don't make sense for you to have the best year, and your album is not even the best album of the year. No song of the like. See yeah. this. See now, I'm starting to wonder <laughs> a whole lot of things now, man. We had Kim so major on. I don't know if she'll be mad if I put this out here, but fuck it. She <laughs> said when she first heard about the uh, Megan Thee Stallion shooting, when she first heard about it, she thought like before all the information came out, she said she thought it might be some kind of PR stunt mm-hmm. because this is what labels do when somebody is struggling or not where they should be. Yeah. They they pull a little stunt in the public to garner attention. And now I'm sorry, like, I don't think it was fully a stunt, but like, 
the, the that's the, probably one of the biggest headlines, probably the the biggest headline about Megan Thee Stallion this year. Yeah. And the only reason why she could even win this award would be her her narrative as a survivor of violence. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that because she's a dope MC. Like she's good at rapping. She looked good as hell. I don't want to come across that I'm hating, but man, this is super suspect now, dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know, man. Yeah. So um uh, do you think it's any reason? Um I'm trying to think. Um I'm trying to defend her with this award. Do you think it's any reason where, you know, it's possible she should have won this award? Because the only thing I can think of is she did have two, she was part of two big songs of the year. Yeah. Like, I know those songs didn't win song of the year, but, like, those two songs are memorable. I mean, uh, Savage did have an impact, which caused uh, caused a remix to it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we all know what type of impact WAP had. So that's the only reason I could think of them giving it to her. <laughs> but like you, you, you already said it, man. Those were collab songs that were bigger because of the name attached to them. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's like there is no defense for giving it to her. Like I said, I think she will get it. I think she'll get to a point where she puts out a, a single that does big on her own merit. Mm-hmm. And she might put out an album that does really good as well. But until then, I think it's way too soon to give her this kind of award, man. Like, yeah, she's had a big year, but she's done it off the backs of her management team and the people she worked with in the Beyonce stimulus package. You know, yeah. I could go gold off a of Beyonce feature, dog. <laughs> like, that means nothing that you got Beyonce because people are called nah, people shit on Meg when she when, when Beyonce jumped on that song, man. <laughs> I remember they said it's Beyonce's song now. Sorry, yeah. Meg. I remember. Yeah. So it's hard <laughs> to give her credit for that. And yeah, man, I think it's too soon. I think it's too soon for something like this. I don't think yeah. there's any defense for do, it, but do you, do you it's think, what you said, man. It's political. Yeah. Do you think she would have won this if it was the Grammys? I don't think she would have oh, won Oh, hell no. It. Yeah. If she was nominated for album or uh, artist of the year at the Grammys, I don't think she would have won. Like, it would have to be rap artists. She wouldn't even be in the nomination for overall artist of the year. Even rap artists. I I don't know if she would have won that. I think... No. Yeah. I think it actually would have been somebody with a great... uh, With a... With a... um, uh, 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 I guess decent album, I guess. I don't know. Rock Nation... Rock Nation has no pull at the Grammys. If they oh, did, Jay Z wouldn't have went 0 for eight yeah, when he Beyonce. dropped 444. Yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce would have won at least one album of the year or artist of the year. She ain't win that. Mm-hmm. Like they have no pull at the Grammys, man. So no. And honestly, it, why? And honestly, at this point, why would they? They ain't been doing them but shitting on the Grammys yes. <laughs> for years. So yeah, I definitely don't think she would have won if she was nominated at the Grammys. No, no. Rock Nation has no pull there. So. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So, hmm. <laughs> a lot to digest there, but yeah, it, it is what it is, man. I, I'm not yeah. going to watch this shit, but I'm glad <laughs> they released the winners early so we could talk about it at least. Yeah. At least there's that. Yeah. Lil Wayne doors Donald Trump. We talked about, so yeah, Lil Wayne took a picture with Trump. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Ooh, I'm not either. <laughs> Lil Wayne said a whole lot worse. 
Yeah. Then he's done a whole lot worse. And he is who he is now. And whatever, man. I don't, I don't look to anything from him. I don't expect nothing from him. But occasionally some bars and some cool songs. But yeah. no, nah, he 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 hasn't stood for shit in years now. And I ain't surprised he ain't stand for shit either. But whatever. At least I, I'll give it to him, though. At least he's honest about where he stands. <laughs> because I feel like low-key a lot of people, especially rappers, would be more for Trump than they would be for Biden. But they can't say that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. like nobody wants to pay them extra taxes, taxes, man, when you yeah. rich. That's nobody what, wants that yeah. shit. When 50 Cent said that, man, like I think that was his honest opinion. I, of course like, it was. Like, yeah, I know he backtracked on it, but like, like I think, like who, like I, I, I get it. I, I understand that, you know, it's for the good of the people that don't really have it, but. If you're a rich man, you ain't trying to pay all them taxes. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, if, if you was a rich man, you probably don't give a shit about nobody else but your family. So yeah. you don't want to pay all these taxes for people to, you know, who not working or not really doing shit to, you know, be benefiting off of it. So I, I, I totally get it. <laughs> I, I mean, some people can, some people don't mind it, but some rich people do. And I think that's why a lot of people side with, you know, the other side because they don't, you know, they get all these tax breaks and stuff. And there's been a lot of rappers coming out, like people doing it for attention. Now, Lil Pump came out and said he's Trump and like, I don't give a fuck what Lil Pump think about anything. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll give it to him, at least he honest. But yeah. the picture is a little much. The whole, it, it makes it seem like he got bought, literally, like they paid him for a photo op. I man, I so, think I think they I think I would be surprised if they did, man, because they probably are. We've been like what's crazy is, you know, the uh the election is um this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing a lot of <laughs> random ass rappers coming out <laughs> for uh, you know, in support of Trump. Yeah. And it's like it's strange that it's all coming out right before the election. So I, I would be surprised if they was reaching out to some of these rappers to try to, you know, get some support. Hundred <laughs> percent. Get a little dog. It's it's crazy. It's I, I kind of hate it. On November second, we're gonna see Jay Z and Beyonce come out for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It's gonna mm-hmm. be the most embarrassing thing we've ever seen. They did the same <laughs> shit with Hillary Clinton last election too, and that didn't help shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> They always wait till the last second, I guess, until the campaign financials come in and that check clear. And mm-hmm. then Jay-Z and Beyonce going to be off to the races campaigning yeah. and saying, hey, vote, guys. Yeah. It's, so. It, yeah, it's disgusting, man. I just, I hate that, man. Like, they yeah. literally, like the political party literally use these people for props. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's literally what it is. Yeah, I, I can't but wait to this shit over, man. Dirty game, but it is what it is, man. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised Lil Wayne's showing his ass again. So, whatever. Yeah, rappers disappointing us is nothing new. So, yeah, All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Bring that OG sweet love back. So, thank you all again for listening to another great episode of the Gems and Juice podcast. 
want to thank our special guests we had joining us today. Mike Major, remember, it's M-A-Y-J-O-R, Y for the J, Mike Major. Follow him. Check out his shit on YouTube. New projects drop, dropping soon. Savage. So the new check video him out. Savage is out right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Check that shit. Also, shout out to Skylab STX as well. Thank y'all for everything y'all be doing over there. Shout out to Jasmine, still hustling in the background, making things happen. Shout out to Figgy, booking all these guests, making us, keeping us going, man. Honestly, I'll be yeah. real with you, man. You're keeping us going. So, <laughs> I'm trying. Are you still selling the shirts and the mask? Uh, yes, we're trying to work something out where um, we set up a link where people can go to the link and purchase whatever. Okay. So um, that way it won't be like a big old mess. But yeah, just. Uh, just keep an eye on the gems. Follow us on Twitter at Gems and Juice, Twitter and um, Instagram Gems and Juice, and uh, just be on the lookout. We'll make an announcement once we get everything together. But um, yes, sir. Yeah, but you could get a shirt and a mask combo for thirty dollars. That's a shirt and a mask. That's a deal, man. Yeah, Hop that's on a deal. That. Mm-hmm. They be charging twenty nine ninety nine just for a shirt alone, man. You get the mask too, so man, they be charging forty for a damn shirt. Yep, plus shipping. Yeah, you know. (laughs) So yes, check that out. Follow the podcast, like we said. Check us out on YouTube. Posting videos now. So if you just want to get to the interviews right now, check out the YouTube. Uh, Gonna put some more content up there in the future as well. So check that shit out. Shout out to Tab, of course, our our day one supporter. I just got reminded today he uh, drafted me for the Sports Radio 610 draft. That was a cool little throwback memory. I like you posted that. So Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jazz. To Tab Jazz. Shout out to Tab. Check out Tab Tech. He's saying he got some. He, he's trying to get some more phones in stock. So when he gets that shit back in stock, you'll be all set to go. Did I over talk the bed? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so for my boy Figgy. For Jasmine grinding as well. For our special guest, Mike Major and Kim So Major. No relation, I don't think. <laughs> but Kim So Major making the whole thing happen for us with Mike Major as well. So appreciate y'all. And thank you for listening. This is the Jim the Juice Podcast, y'all. And we out. We stay-